Kick Out Crew. James L. Corai. Brad Stanton. Coach Rosie. Adam from Bill. Mike Whitaker. Devin Dowling. The Kick Out Crew Podcast. Available on all major podcast platforms. And watch videos exclusively on YouTube. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 51 of your show. That's right. The Kick Out Crew. I am James Elacori. I want to welcome you to this episode. I want to thank you for all the love from last week's episode. I want to thank Stunt Marshall for staying on forever and, uh, you know, rocking out with the crew. I hope you enjoyed uh, the dirt that he had to drop on that one. But, uh, you know, I want to welcome you to this episode. That's enough of me blabbing. As you can see, we got a guest, so uh, I'm going to kick it over to Brad. So, Brad, take it away. So, as you can see, once again, we have another face on the screen. I want to introduce you to one half of the country, gentlemen. One half of the... And oh man, I screwed it up. NWA US Tag Team yeah, Champion, yeah, yeah. Mr. AJ Kazana. That's me. That's me. How we doing, boys? We doing okay? Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you good. so much for being here. We're really excited. I appreciate you guys having me. I saw Silas have a lot of fun, and I just couldn't let him get it get in on it without trying. You know? Well, he's a piece of work you. for sure. Oh, dude, you don't even know the half of it. <laughs> we were very pleasantly surprised <laughs> to, learn, to learn one half of the half of it. He's a he's a hoot and a holler, man. He was uh we were on the same plot today and he didn't he didn't stop. He's him all the time. So it's always a good time. So if you don't mind, we're gonna ask you a few questions. We do have a match we're gonna watch today. You ready? Let's we're gonna fire away. All right. So we can't we can't have a guy like you on without talking about a hundred of years of lineage. I mean lineage. Lineage on the show. So it was your great grandfather. It's your father, and it's mm-hmm. you. Tell me about what your great grandfather started almost a hundred years ago. So we're we're actually this is year ninety, so we're working on a hundred. But this is year ninety. Uh, he came over as a wee little wee little Greek man. I say Greek boy. I guess he's he's the child. Um, but he started wrestling. Got picked up at a gym. He's a bodybuilder. One of those old school. I don't know if you've got any pictures of him floating around. If you need them, I can send them over. But he looked good. He is a leaner bodybuilding kind of guy. And he uh, got seen. I can't remember what champion it was. My dad would be able to tell you. But he got seen. And somebody said, hey, you, uh, you ever thought about wrestling? He said, I don't even know what that is. You talking Olympic style wrestling? And they know professional wrestling. He's uh, He got into it. And I guess he, I guess he fell in love with it because it paid their bills up until uh, up until he sold uh, to Ron Fuller. Um but he got into into wrestling in 1933. Got into promoting, and uh, don't quote me on this, boys. Um, early 60s, 
I want to say I've lost that date in the back of my head. Um, and then he got out of it probably, uh, I think, like 1974, something like that. He sold to Fuller uh, in conjunction with Vince Sr., or something along those lines. Um, but he re- he wrestled and, and promoted Knoxville, the greater Knoxville area out there, put three to 5,000 butts in seats at the Chill Howie Park Amphitheater uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, every Wednesday night. TVs were on Saturdays. Those were sold out. Actually, they were free, but they were packed to the gill. Uh, man, he uh, he wrote the book on East Tennessee wrestling. That's for sure. He was the he was the godfather of East Tennessee wrestling. Everything ran through him. Um, and of course, he set up the path for me and Dad to be super successful and have a have a good run at it. So Dad started Dad started in '86, and and then met Mom, and then they had me, and then I started a couple years ago. Uh, three. No, years that's ago. another question I have. You're 32 years old, correct? No, hell no. I'm 30. I'll be okay, 30 you're 30 years I'm old. I'm a little old, but I ain't 32. Don't put that evil on me. I'm 47, so I, 32 <laughs> sounds real good from over here. But my question is, what took you so long to get into the business from coming some such a long line of it? Oh, shoot, man. My dad didn't want me to do it. He had no he had no interest in me doing it. I didn't really have any interest in doing it. I wanted to play football. Boy, that was the dumbest thing I ever thought about doing. Um, but I did I did try it out. It It, it fell flat. And then uh, had a spot. I don't know if you guys saw. I, got, I played at the University of Tennessee. I had to run through the power team in front of a hundred thousand people. Um, it's the most exhilarating experience of my life. Goosebumps, hair standing up all over your body. Uh, the closest thing I got to it was was stepping in a wrestling ring for uh, the first time at my dad's retirement match. His first one, I guess technically. He had a couple of them after that because you always got one more in you, boys. Hey, it's um, wrestling. <laughs> yeah. There's always one more, but man, it, it, he asked me to do it. And I said, sure, why not? So I did it, caught the bug and, and it took a little bit to, until JPWA got its feet established. Um, and I know they were pumping out classes and I got, finally got wind of them. And then I just dove in head first, brother. It was game over from there. But it just, it just, it, it, it never registered in my head to get into it. You know what I mean? Like, I was I was coaching football at the time. I was working out. I was powerlifting, and and man, just dude, I, it bit me like a freaking bug, and I ain't, I ain't quit since. So you made a little bit of a home here in NWA. Now, what other I'd, organization? I mean, hell, I'd like to think so. You know, it's, <laughs> um, yeah, you're bringing your uh, hardware with you. Oh yeah, always. Yeah, if so you're paying other... attention to the video version, you should. Both shows. <laughs> uh, for the fans at home, what other organizations have you been a part of? Um, I've been a part of AML in North Carolina, of course, Joe, Joe Kazana Promotions in, in Tennessee. Uh, Imperial is in Bristol. SPCW is in La Follette, both of those in Tennessee. That's kind of my uh, little home loop there, a little three-shot home loop. Pile Driver Pro is, is another one that he sprinkles in every once in a while. Man, I've been all over the country. Uh, north, south, east, and west, been out to Michigan. Uh, been in St. Louis, was with World League Wrestling. You know, uh, Leland Race, Harley School out there. Um, trying to remember where we were in Florida, but I can't for the life of me. You know, I've been with Impact a couple times, not wrestling. I actually got, got started there in merchandising. So that was a lot of fun. Um, man, uh, most recently, Pro Wrestling Holland out in in the Netherlands. Uh, that was uh, my first European uh, wrestling experience. That was a hoot. (laughs) 
So I know you got NWA 312 coming up here tomorrow as we record this. Now we want to, you know, kayfabe, and we know it already happens by the time this airs. But you are headed to Australia soon, aren't you? I am not going to be tagging. Ah, Unfortunately, I wasn't. I wasn't selected. You know, they. uh, I didn't see it fit to defend the United States titles in a third world country like Australia. Third world. (laughs) Um, I can see that completely. I I, I can shout out. They don't really understand freedom. (laughs) You know, and they don't understand democracy and the, the democratic republic. And I, I didn't want to desecrate these here good titles by traveling over to Australia and and, and letting these titles breathe that air. You know, it's yeah, it's a prisoner it's colony. Hey, and you have to sanitize yeah. the shit out of stuff when you go to Australia. So you know, who well, knows what they would have done to those belts? Right you know, now, oh, it's, we got to clean your belt, and the next thing you know, it's like Brasso or some shit. Let's get this. I didn't know Silas was this smart, and I completely forgot about it. But you know, they're in. Apparently, the Earth is split into two hemispheres, and we are in the northern hemisphere, and they're in the southern hemisphere. So apparently, in the southern hemisphere, when it's warm here, it's winter there, typically summer, winter. And we got spring, so they're currently in the fall, and it's getting colder. And I don't want no part of that. I'm ready for summer weather, boys. Amen. I'm ready for that heat. I'm ready to walk around in my short shorts, <laughs> my cutoffs. Speaking of short shorts, how, how, how has it been being out on the road with Silas? terrible it's a nightmare <laughs> the dude's shorts keep getting shorter and shorter and i can't i can't do it i, 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 I try to get him to get out of the women's section at the dick sporting goods but he won't there do it, it. Is. He, uh, he came into training the other day. i don't know if you guys caught that last tiktok that i think jpwa put out silas is wearing the shortest pink shorts i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> and i Oh boy! It's, yeah. he, he's getting he's getting leaner and leaner, and he knows it. Yeah, he's he not afraid play. to show off. Yeah, the match we watched back with him, he had a few pounds on him, and now he's. Uh, I saw him on the other day on Twitter. He's cut up, huh? Yeah, I tell him. Well, I tell him every single time I see him that uh, that I miss the fat Silas. <laughs> fat Silas was a lot of fun. The skinny Silas is a lot of fun too, but fat Silas just had a little extra, you know, a little extra that he says that dog in me. So. I'm sure you guys heard that a million times. He said a lot of stuff, oh, man. <laughs> he said a lot of stuff. That I, he had us going. He had us rolling for sure. So you know, you've learned, obviously, from your, your dad and, you know, I mm-hmm. guess you from your grandfather, great-grandfather, I mean. But who uh, other veterans in the NWA locker room are uh, you have you learned from? Well, I mean, the, the two that come to mind always are, are the, uh, Trevor Murdoch and, and Aaron Stevens. I know Silas mentioned those and – and uh, I think they both particularly like our style of wrestling and the style of bodies that we have. You know, we're big Southern burly men. And uh, uh, Simon Diamond, you know, Mr. Pat Kenny has given me a lot of good information. Uh, a lot of good stuff comes from you. Yeah, and, and I'll have to put him over here real quick. But Chris Silvio, uh, Chris Silvio, um, Yuma, uh, Buma Yuma. And uh, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of unsung heroes in the locker room that have been around for 20 something years. 15 to 20 years that, you know, they weren't, they weren't with the fed, but they've got great ideas and great knowledge about the business and they can help you get from point A to point B uh, as creatively and uniquely as possible. I know those are the same thing, but they both sound real smart. Um, but like, <laughs> and this is, here's the big one. And I'm going to say it. And I'm, it, I don't mind putting Silas over. I'll put him over all the time, but he, uh, Silas has probably been the biggest help out of everybody. And of course, now we're, we're fortunate enough to be on the same roster together here. And uh, but before I got into into wrestling, I was a big Mason Dixon line fan anyway. 
you know, I love Silas. I love Devin. And I got to know him as friends and, 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 uh, even tag team partners. We tag every once in a while together. And, um, he's helped me the most, honestly, out of everybody, him and Dr. Tom, of course, um, can't speak highly enough of both of them, especially doc, but, but no, those, those two, the two big names would be Aaron and Trevor. And then of course, uh, Silvio and Yuma, all those sprinkled in throughout, man, there's, there's a ton of knowledge. That's what I love about this locker room, man. There's tons, tons of knowledge just floating around. If you're willing to listen, they're willing to teach because they want, they want to better the business. That's what we're about is making it better than we are leaving it better. than we found it and they're, they're, they're big on that. And I, and I appreciate that above all else. What kind of relationship do you have with Dr. Tom right now? Um, not as close as Silas. I know that much, but, uh, me and Dr. Pretty close. I, I love Dr. Tom to death. I, uh, I would short take a bullet for him and I'd shoot somebody for him for sure. Um, man, he's, he's, he's not afraid to be brutally honest with me. And I appreciate that because that's how I was coached is how I was raised. I like being told the truth. Um, one of his, his favorite quotes, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, I butcher it every time, but it's basically something along the lines of like good players want to be told they're great. Great players want to be told the truth. And uh, I like to fall into that second category. Also, like I don't want anybody just blowing smoke up my rear end. You know, that, that does us no good. Be honest with me. Tell me how you feel. If I'm doing terrible, tell me. And he's not afraid to tell me. Um, but he's also hearing stories from him over the years, man. Like you can learn as much from those stories. And you're gonna learn as much as uh, as much from things that he doesn't say as what he says, if that makes any sense. So speaking of Dr. Tom again, uh, we are fans of Dr. Tom. We used to listen to some of his Q and A's and everything uh, on uh, ad free shows and, and whatnot. So, but I have a friend of uh, a friend of ours named Josh Fields that has a question for you about Dr. Tom, and I think it's a hard question. So if you don't want to answer, you just say next. But um, <laughs> he said, ask him about the moment, your moment, AJ pronouns, right? His yeah. training really sunk in and his instincts took over. Every wrestler has a moment like that where it really clicked for them. So he's saying at the school, when the moment it sunk in, you're just like, I got it. It didn't. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it really didn't. Like it, 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 it was a basic 12 week program, right? He's got, he's got a nice structure for the basics and fundamentals. And that's what he preaches on and harps on. And he beats it into your head until it's muscle memory. Um, really, man, it, it's, it clicks every once in a while. Like I'm, I'm barely three years into this stuff and it, it's click. It clicks every once in a while to where, you know, like, Oh, okay. Now it's sunk in and, and I'm ready to go. And there's been moments and matches where, where I've had to, you know, be the veteran or, or take control or, or lead or if we get lost or whatever, you know, like, you know, I just take over and, and uh, that's happened a couple of times. I'm very fortunate to work with pretty good, group of guys and gals that I don't have to, you know, be that guy. And I don't like being that guy. I'd rather, again, I'm very green. I'm very new to this. And I, uh, I always defer. I was raised this way. I always defer to my vets, whatever they tell me to do. It's, it's there. They know better than I do because I don't know what I don't know. You know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, it, it's really not even, I don't, it's, there's never, there's not been an aha moment yet but i know being around him and the guys in this locker room and i and i'm very fortunate to be around guys like george south i don't know if you guys know george yeah. uh, and, and lots of of great crafty veterans like that that 
that I can I can call at any moment uh, and and ask them for advice. And watching them wrestle also helps me get into my shtick um, and get get to that aha moment. Um, man, it's 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 not really. I've not had it that we're like, oh, there have been moments where it's been like he says he says something and you don't quite know what it means, and then he, two weeks later you're like, that's what he meant, and it, it, it's 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 uh it's all coming together slowly but surely, um, but there's been a couple times I can't pinpoint exactly when, but um, more recently, uh, probably like always ready last June probably around then is when there was some times where it was like, Oh, aha, here's the, here's all cylinders are firing. I get what Dr. Tom means. Um, but we're, we're getting to it. I'm getting there. Again, three years is nothing in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Hell, Joe Alonzo is about to go wrestle for the, the world uh, junior heavyweight title out here. And uh, he's been around, I think 10 years and he's only 26. So I know I'm, I know I got a late start and I know I'm behind and I'm trying to accelerate myself to get to where I need to be. Speaking of Joe Alonzo, our good friend yeah. of the show that's on the show, Devin, who couldn't be here this evening because he's at Woodstock right now. What's the, who do you got tomorrow? Do you got Alonzo or do you got that Kerry Morton fella? Kerry finds a way <laughs> to, uh, to, to get out of predicaments. I'll give him that. Joe Alonzo's made this personal. Um, I, man, I got, I, I may bite myself in the butt. Also, you know, us generational kids, we all kind of have chips on our shoulders when it comes to other generational kids. Cause I think we all want to be the best. And I, I know me and Carrie have had our, had our moments and had our differences. Um, and we've, we've crossed paths a couple of times and, and a couple of times we've had some scuffles, you know, some words exchanged. It's like, dude, uh, and, and he's, again, he's crafty. He's, He's fairly new to this stuff too. He's crafty. He's got his dad, and, and uh, he's got a lot of knowledge. But but Joe Alonzo's ridden down the path a couple times of darkness and of 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 uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Darkness and uh, hardships might be a good word. And he's he's put in work that we as generational kids may get to skip every once in a while. I know Kerry skipped a few. A few life lessons just based off, you know, what what his dad was able to accomplish in this business. So I got long story short, I got Joe. Because well, he's made it because he's made it personal. Now you've said it though. You're a generational wrestler. So we gotta ask because it just happened. I don't know if you're a huge fan of the WWE, but we had two generational wrestlers in the main event. We had uh Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. What'd you think of the result mm-hmm. of that? I mean, I love wrestling. I love I love every bit of, of WrestleMania that happened with the exception of a couple matches. That that match, Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes is what got me back into wrestling. Um, realistically back into watching it. I got away from it and, and when it wasn't cool, and then I got back into watching it because I saw this guy, kid, we're about the same age, I'm assuming. I don't even know how old he is, but I saw this guy. Um it, he was you know, his dad, we don't have the same story. His dad was the freaking American dream, Dusty Rhodes. His dad was top of the world, whatever. But I, I saw myself in him because my dad was a generational guy. My dad was in the business. And I, I saw myself as a Cody Rhodes type character, as a Cody Rhodes type figure with uh, the same thought process and the same feelings. Because my dad was gone a lot when I was little. And uh, 
and and I I know there was there's you know I don't have I don't I got one brother now that's that's 21 or he'll be 21 here in a couple of days but um I love Cody I love and, and Roman's doing some of the best work he's ever done and and those matches that they're putting on and the bloodline solo is fantastic I mean they I, I enjoyed it I outcomes or outcomes I could care less <laughs> Right. I know. I know that the show goes on, and I know that that no matter what, there's going to be a good payoff in the end on something. They're getting they're they're getting million dollar paychecks to go perform in front of 160 thousand people. They're okay. Yeah, they're going to be Win just. Or lose. What do you What do you think about them getting sold to Endeavor? I think it'll be good for both companies. I don't. I think the UFC, the the biggest fights in history, have always been. The trash talkers, uh, Conor McGregor, Shell Sonnen, you know, those guys, Ronda used to run her mouth every once in a while. And those, uh, they take elements of professional wrestling anyway and put them into their stories and their, and their pro, they do promos. That's all Conor McGregor does is promos. Fuck, Anderson Silva used to wave at a dude in the ring, you know? Yeah, like those guys, those guys uh, take elements of professional wrestling and professional wrestlers now are all uh, getting into all that, you know, martial arts and, and whatnot, and the mixed martial arts, and the jujitsu's, and the judos, and and that stuff, and I think it's great. I think it's going to be a great merger. I mean, they just turned to uh, two companies. They just doubled their work. Endeavor just doubled whatever you know. UFC was worth twenty billion. The the if if my math is correct, the WWE is valued at like eighteen or nineteen billion. So I think they did all right for themselves. And I think we'll see. I think I don't think a lot changes except for for. Uh, just the name on the yeah. on the paycheck really I, I, triple h is doing too good right now with his creative to to go away from it and they're building stars and they've got they've got they've got made men and women and then they're building freaking legendary once in a lifetime stars multiple of them at the same time so i think i think it's a good thing for them all around i think they're going to keep keep doing what they do i think all it helps uh i would say uh, it would it valid validates, I guess, would be a good way to say it. Uh, mm -hmm. Like wrestling, because now that WWE's partnered with that, and they're in like the stratosphere now, I think it gives respect to wrestling because people may have been oh ha 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 laughed it off. Now it's a major fucking player. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like it's well, big time I mean, shit. I use this all the time, and and especially now when Vince started buying up everything. Um, and this is just my opinion, of course. When he started buying up everything, territory started shutting down and stuff like. Uh, you know, years go by, NWA initially gets out of here, the AWA, world class, all those guys go bye-bye. Jim Crockett sells, WCW sells. Um, man, like, you see, if you see wrestling, and this is what sucks, if you see wrestling on a billboard, on a poster, on anything, and it's not the WWE, then people assume, they assume the worst. So the WWE's always been the upper echelon of professional wrestling. Yeah. But, yeah, this this sell takes them into the stratosphere with 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 just the val the validity you're right 100 right it validates that they're doing something good it validates that their global outreach is head and shoulders above Massive. anybody else right now <laughs> and, and you know we're all we're all trying to catch up the nwa is doing a great job of that going international with two shows now um, very fortunate again blessed to be owned by william patrick corgan who's the lead singer of the smashing pumpkins as you know um and he's he's got tours coming up, and the NWA's going with them, and 
and he's doing what he can and we're doing what we can to keep elevating it until we can compete on a global scale. You know, it's, it's all it, it, in five years, the NWA will be head and shoulders above everybody with the exception of, of maybe WWE. And that's just because they've got 20 plus years in this thing and billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. So getting back to the NWA, like you said there, I have to call you out on something. Let's do it. I, all right. You said you kicked out of the thrill ride. Oh, yeah. Okay. And you said you're the only one. The only one. Okay. Well, that's bullshit. Because <laughs> I just, I just I watched know. Enough Said, Kratos kicked out of it. I, I don't think so. I, I, I don't <laughs> think that happened. Um, Kratos kicked out at like 2.999. I kicked out at one. So, I'm watching it um, this week. I'm watching um, it because you guys reran it on NWA Power. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. This was yesterday. I, don't think, Kratos, I, I think that's CGI. <laughs> they doctored. Um, they doctored the footage. That know, Star Wars even, shit. You know. I don't even remember that match happening. I think that's all a part of the uh, the Illuminati. <laughs> I think they put that together. CGI. Uh, you know, deep fakes are a thing, boys. Hey, AI's AI's taking over, man. That shit's scary, dude. I was just showing Anthony. He was just in here. I had a guy send me like three different AI art generated pictures of me as a giant next to the Eiffel Tower. And, like, I'm a big dude, but I ain't as big as the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> but, no, I think as a, a CGI deep fake. Well, the thing uh, is, uh, Thrill Billy told me no one ever kicked out of it. Then he's I got, you telling, me, then I got you telling me you kicked out of it. Then I literally saw someone kick out of it. <laughs> I, I, Brad, you're fucking I'll, destroying the gimmick here, man. What the fuck? I'll be, I'll <laughs> be TV. fair with you. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever actually taken it. Maybe once. <laughs> it looks pretty amazing, but I, if you get a chance, there is a match between me and one Thrillbilly in New Orleans, Louisiana, for Wildcat Championship Wrestling. They, uh, I think I took it there, but I'm not sure that he pinned me. Boom. So, you know, kicked out of the thrill route. Same thing. Hey, man, when life gets you down, you kick out a two. You know what I'm saying? I kick out one. Boom. There you go. I like that one. <laughs> Before we get into the match, Adam's going to cue that up here in a minute. I want to ask you one more question, then we'll get into the match, if that's all right. All right. Your 2023 goal was to defend the U.S. Tag Championships in every single continental state. How many have you uh, accomplished so far? I think I'm sitting – this will be number four. Okay. So I'm a, little, I'm a little slower than I like to be, um, but we've got, we've got, you know, pending what, if we retain from here on out, I know we've got a few, few different States lined up over the next uh, few months. So I think let's see Tennessee, Kentucky, North Carolina, Illinois. Well, we've got some tentative dates for uh, actually I'll be in Utah next week. So that'll be number five. What's the bullshit of you guys not coming to Pennsylvania, Philadelphia? You you send me a promoter and I'll. Uh, right, <laughs> I'm just you, saying. You send me promoters and I will come up there. Uh, I would I love for you guys promotion. to come to the old ECW arena. I know there's one promoter. I've been to the ECW arena. Yeah, me too. Uh, with Impact, but you know, I'm trying. I will I will defend these titles against anybody, anywhere, at any point in time. Any stipulations doesn't matter. I want these titles in 48 states by the end of the year. Yeah, I would That's love to have not, you guys in PA. No, I mean it's it's uh I know we're we're like it's hard. I get it. It's hard to get two dudes. He lives in Texas, I live in Tennessee. 
it's hard to get two dudes that are basically across the country from each other to the same spot. But we're willing to work with promoters and we're willing to do whatever we need to do to get one, these beautiful, beautiful titles in front of public eye. This is the most incredible title I've ever seen in my entire life, with the exception of old Sharp. <laughs> this one's pretty good. Like this is double plated. That's what it's I'm saying, man. It looks gold. that looks nicer right here than it does on fucking TV. You can see, you can see the texture, the crocodilian texture. That's a good word. You guys can use that. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, of the plate, and then you've got the texture on the leather. And this leather, it's not just cheap leather. This is high quality leather. It's seven plates. I can wrap it around my body twice. Look at this. <laughs> It's, it's gorgeous. It's got the nice little nameplates on it for us, you know, little country gentleman. I'm just, it's 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 hard to believe that nobody would want these on their show. So hey, I'm that eagle though, man. And I know we've got a we got a summer tour coming up with the with the NWA and Smashing Pumpkins that I would assume, you know, being in the great country that is the United States, that we would be along with them for the ride to get to defend these titles everywhere. Great. I would assume that. You know, I've been you call, up. on top of that, I've been calling out FTR at every freaking turn, <laughs> and nobody will sack up. I don't know if it's Cash or it's Dax or whichever one it is, or if it's just Tony Khan scared to let his little baby boys come wrestle us. <laughs> I want Dax Harwood. You heard it here. You heard it here, you heard it here <laughs> right? folks. Also, here, let's call out some more people. I'm, te- I'm in Matt Taven's text messages right now trying to get a match with him and Mike Bennett, but they're scared too, I guess. I don't know what's going on. Kingdom no, I know they're scared, definitely. Up. They're definitely scared. No, if I don't get to wrestle them, at least at the Crockett Cup, I'm going to be pissed. That's all I'm saying. I'm just I'm just saying, guys. I'd say Maria's more man than them. Boom. We've got, hey. we've got, we've got titles to put on the line now. I'm big. Anthony's big. We're beefy men. We like to fight. I just want to, I just want matches and everybody's scared or something. Nobody wants to bring us in to, you know, cause I, I guess their top tag teams aren't pop guy enough. How long have you known Anthony? But, yeah, yeah, you, guys, you guys send me promoters and I will send messages <laughs> and packages and anything I can to get into any state in this country. Even uh, though I, I hate know. Alabama, I would go to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask a question now. Yeah, right, it's probably dumb anyway. Just kidding. That was really me. I apologize. <laughs> I ain't that. Uh, you know, I was just curious it. how long you you, you and uh, Anthony have, long, have known each other. Uh, we met in uh, Oak Grove, Kentucky. We crossed paths for the first time. Oh, no, see, I've been with the NWA now. God, it's almost a year, two years. I don't know. It's a year and a few months. So it's about uh, about. about 15, 16 months, we crossed paths for the first time, got linked up, and then, and then you know, the whole cousin thing and whatnot. Did a little searching on the family tree, and, you know, my dad was out, you know, running the territories and stuff, so. That's said. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Adam's going to go ahead and get this match started. Adam, you queued yeah. up there? Nah, the share screen's not the same. Yo, yeah, that would be uh, my bad. My oh yeah, we're uh we're working through it, AJ. We're working through Professional it. Professional podcast, man. We're hey, top one hundred, man. <laughs> You're in good company. You guys, you guys are doing great. 
I've seen Thanks. You, I've seen what you put out there. You are so good at screaming bullshit. I like that. The fixers versus the country gentlemen. You oh boy. asshole. Go ahead. I'm sorry, uh, James. <laughs> James is going to go ahead and introduce everything. Yeah, then we, can get, then we can get going. Oh, so now I guess it's time for the first match, huh? <laughs> All right. Let's get to it. And that first match is... The country gentlemen, I'll say them first. Fuck that screen. <laughs> Versus the Fixers. It's the uh, NWA United States Tag Team title match. It was from uh, NWA Power, number 101, which we all know, Power Live. It was taped on, oh, oh wait a second. That's right. It was live from uh, January 31st, 2023, in the uh, Knoxville Convention Center. In Knoxville, Tennessee. Had a match link about six and a half minutes, a little more. And, uh, you know, I give this a five-star rating, but that's just me because I said it. You're, Fuck it. you're full of crap. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> the finish is like good. I'll put it that way. But, you know, I don't want to spoil the match, so let's just go ahead and get it started. Uh, three, two, countdown, yeah. two, one, play. Thanks, Adam. Hey, I got a, I like, I got a question for you about this because you know I'm more of the, uh, I like the match type stuff, but uh, so I'm just the bullshit, you know. Like when you, oh whatever. <laughs> when you're in the, when you walk in here, you know, third generation wrestler, you know, you, I was assuming you got your people in the crowd, you know what I mean, and you're carrying all that, you know, the third generation, you know, it's your, it's Tennessee, all that stuff. Like, what did that mean, like right here? I'm assuming you knew the outcome. So, what did that mean? Like, oh yeah, I'm about to. This is my shit, you know. Well, it was uh, is nerve wracking. Um, because I mean, it is my people, and it's my crowd. It's my hometown, and I've got Silas's people who also know me, and because uh, they are all in the back, you can see them very clearly. And uh, it is. Man, it was uh, – there's a lot of pressure, a lot of nerves going into it. But, but I just – brother, I just go – like, I just know I got to get my work done. That's it. Yeah. Go to work. I don't think twice about it. I just go do what I got to do. Man, I've lost some weight since then. I look great. You said <laughs> the same thing that Thrill Billy said. <laughs> well, I mean, this is this is what – in January, and it's yeah, what, not that long ago, right? April now, brother. I came back from Europe two weeks over there, eating like an idiot, and still lost two pounds. My shoulders are way bigger now. So, when I look at you out there, even though you think you're a little beefy, when I think of the NWA, I think of you. Is uh, is there someone that you're uh, modeling yourself after, like a a wrestler from old NWA? I uh, yeah, it's uh. My my body type goal is more like Steve Williams, Doctor Death. Perfect. I mean, it's, and that's I've, that's not out of the question. You know, I've got uh, I got a little extra pudge around the love handles and the belly area. Um, but I mean, I think I'm bigger than Steve was at that time. I have football uh, background, you know, and technique and all that. Like, yeah. oh yeah. So I, that's that's my body style is what I'm going after. A little leaner. Still thick. I, I mean, dude, I'm still 285 pounds right now. Hey, that, that's something for them to hang on to. Yeah. But these fixers are some big boys. 
Oh, Ligurski's ever been a 400 pounds, man. <laughs> yeah, the uh, four pieces of beef in there, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. And this ring, here's the, here's the kicker. We broke it. <laughs> we broke it or it was broken right before us. I can't remember exactly which one. But that is corner that, a, that we shot him in was broken. Is that 18 by 18 ring? Yes, sir. That's my dad's ring. That's, I thought. that's why I didn't feel bad about breaking it. <laughs> by the end of the night, we we had broken that whole backside. Now, do you feel the difference between an 18 by 18 and a 20 by 20 ring when you're in it? Can you feel the, the – I know it's only uh, two foot up, but there's a big difference when you're in the ring. Yeah, only if uh, um, if you're doing like drills or anything. That's about it. So who's the ref? Who's the referee here too? Do you know his name? That is Scott. I can't remember. Don't tell Scott. I can't remember his last name. That's Scott. Is the favorite referee, Jared Fritz. The hell of a clothesline right there. Uh, yeah, Jared's probably one. Yeah, Jared's my favorite referee. Don't tell him. He's been on the show. He's great. He was just in here. We were, uh, you know, he's a he's a licensed massage therapist mm -hmm. and he's showing me some stretches and stuff to to uh loosen up like my hamstrings and my hips been experiencing some tight hips lately boys so we're getting hey, oh, shout out ref fit shout out ref fit so you're, you're <laughs> taking some punishment in this match for sure Brother, uh, you don't even know the half of it man <laughs> oh you're right about that <laughs> like those J, jay bradley's got some of the the toughest forearms I've ever felt in my entire life. And then Ligurski's just big, man. It's And I, I don't get manhandled off of at all. That has to be um, a different dynamic for you, being such a big guy, to actually be able to be manhandled like that. Like, uh, what kind of frame of mind did you have to go in for that, you know? I uh, I knew I had to get a little crafty, a little creative, instead of just relying on my power. Like, I'd venture to say I'm probably stronger than both these guys. Uh, you know, I ain't going to tell you. I'm the, I will tell you. I'm the strongest man in the world. Um, <laughs> Silas says he's the biggest man, but my arms are bigger. My shoulders are broader. My chest is more thick. He's just got, like, six inches on me. Not even that. He's got two inches on me in height. But, no, uh, man, you just have to get creative. I knew I was going to have to be creative in this match. They just own me, man. I was just trying to punch, create some space. Here's me getting choked by Ligurski, and he's about to kill me. This is just this old is murder, boys. out of each other, man. What about that right there? That's, that's, that's a lot. Murder. <laughs> In the first degree, he premeditated that murder. That was, a, that was that's 360 pounds. You heard Joe Galley say it there. Oh, nice. There's a 460 pounds, I believe. And that was before catering. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's just standing on my sternum and my throat, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that one was for Roll Tide. Yeah. The first one was uh, said, uh, it's for your ugly mother. Second yeah. one was, this is for your ugly something. I didn't hear it. And then he grabs the mic, Roll Tide. Probably my dad. Yeah. What a son of a bitch. You know what I'm saying? In your place, yeah, too. He, uh, he does that. You know, he, he got to make himself feel better. I don't, you know, know about these, do feel better. I don't know about these outfits for the, the fixers here. Well, they're the most un-American Americans I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got some nice hair. Yeah, you mean none? 
Yeah. I, 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 yeah and by the way, that was another thing with Thrill Billy. He mentioned my, how bold I was at least four times. Well, you're pretty, you're pretty bald head there. Yeah, it's no doubt. I, I, I work on nice it. Around. It's so goddamn <laughs> tough. Got to go bald. See, this is why you don't have hair. Because they pull it. <laughs> why are you the only one wrestling? <laughs> like, where's it? Where's hot it? Tag, man, the hot tag. Hot there tag, daddy dang. There you it watch it. Oh, I am. This felt like you were in there a oh, long ass time. Nice knee. It's whipping up on me, man. They they know I uh, tag team wrestling, your goal is to cut that ring in half. And they did a great job of cutting that ring in half. Well, because it was broke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, see, oh, here you wow. are. You're already back in there. You're tired. We were ready to take it. We were dude, we were ready to hit them with our, our finish. Ah. Oh. There's oh, a certain note. Uh, what's up? Shoulders, uh, yeah, shoulders to the, to the ring, to the ring host. Yeah, that t- that tends to be a uh, a go-to for most people on me. There it is. The three count. There it is, boys. Oh yeah. I'll tell you what I really like about that. It's like it felt like it kind of came out of nowhere, and I like that because I was surprised at the moment. I learned that move from George South. New champions with a new tag title belt. Yes, sir. And here came the biggest rib in the entire world. We've got 8,000-pound title belts. <laughs> <laughs> they gave us the heaviest belts in NWA history, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> My favorite part of this whole thing is coming up right here. You hug. Boom! <laughs> just pull back over. Oh, well, man, see, what I... sucks is they didn't get it on camera. I fell. I fell to powder out because my mom's over here. Ah, oh, because ah. it's just cool. Like you share hugging? a moment with my mom. <laughs> I got you. I thought it was awesome looking. I was like, "Damn, that's cool." I got my ass beat for six minutes there. Right? You literally did. <laughs> well, 160. That's before catering. Hell, I didn't even eat catering. <laughs> I couldn't eat before matches, guys. I get nervous and throw it up. Right. Yeah, I would imagine. Well, I wouldn't he, know. I'm as big as Ronaldo. What's his name? Well, no, you no, you ain't as big as – Ronaldo's the biggest man in the world. Yeah, it's Ronaldo. <laughs> He's great, dude. I love him, too. Y'all need to have him on. I've been trying to get him one. on because I'm pretty, <laughs> I've, uh, I see him at New South Wrestling, and I'll try my best to get, get a hold of him, but – I can't ever catch him at the right time. I watched Why, that match the other day. <laughs> he just runs away. I, I watched it. him with Aaron Stevens the other can't day. Can't wait to have him on the show. I, yeah. I would love to have him on the show. He, he's he's making a name for himself too, boys. Yeah, he's, 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 great he's great at New South, and we watched like back. He, he's, he's always in a good spot at New South. We watched back his match against Kenzie Page. Yeah, for the championship, that was really something else. He was, uh, as James said, James was rooting against him over there. Let's just say that. 100%. He looks like a jackass. He looks like a heel, so I'll boom. I'll pay money. I'd pay, I'd pay money to see you whip his ass. Well, Straight up. That's my, there, where's the promoter at? <laughs> Book that shit tomorrow. There's, there's a match of me whipping his ass. Have you not seen hey, it? It's about to make my favorites. <laughs> it's, uh, it's me and Anthony versus, uh, versus him and, and Rush. Spectacular. That's one iteration of a spectacular. Yeah. But, I'm good. I'm glad you beat him. <laughs> you know, I'm glad. I'll have to check that oh, out. Oh, dude. 
Anthony threw him. I don't know what the uh, what post to post is diagonally across the ring, but Anthony threw him from one post to the other off the top turnbuckle. That's Jeez. so great. It was fantastic. Well, I said I that low tie flying into the crowd. I, I was yeah, I grew, dying the other night watching I, I him. I really pressed him right into the crowd. <laughs> That was a very creative match the other night with him and Aaron Stevens. Though I, yeah. I was cry- I was dying. There was just so many clever spots for sure. <laughs> Aaron genius. Uh, Aaron Stevens is a genius. Well, we know that he made something out of uh, what was it, Mizdow? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Regal said right that in. William Regal said that Aaron Stevens is the one that got away. Oh man, I agree. I think, I think I've heard that a couple times. I like him and Rhodes Collars too. What was always oh, yeah. really um, special about him too was he came out with that arrogance. Of like a pompous kind of guy, but then he got in the ring and he beat the living snot out of you. Yeah. Kind of like a Tyler Breeze. Like he comes in with this uh kind of flamboyant gimmick, but then he goes in there and just destroys you. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I don't know if you guys know exactly how big Aaron Stevens is, but he's six five. Yeah. Yeah. And he's leaned out a lot lately and he looks great. But he's I mean, he's been bigger, but I mean he's ever been a six five and he gotta be 250, 260, man. He's solid, solid. We got. We have to have the biggest roster in professional wrestling from top to bottom. And I think. I'm not, the, I'm not I think the mixing part of y'all's roster is amazing. Like, there's so many people that like have. Uh, you know, there's a lot of like you were saying earlier. There's just so much knowledge there, and everybody's been through a whole lot of different walks of life, but they've been like at big stages, and they can obviously uh, pass that down to everybody. And I think that's what's really cool about the NWA locker room is that there's so yeah, much yeah. like knowledge and talent there. And and the thing is, like, here especially, man, there's no telling who's going to be in that locker room. Like, you know, you guys that are that are, I know they're AEW starting to scoop some people up to like exclusive contracts and everything. And WWE, of course, is exclusive. But I mean, there's been times where we've had the Kingdom, uh, the Briscoes, um, you know, Doctor Tom, Austin Idol, uh, James Mitchell's in the locker room all the time. Um, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Good old Doug Williams, like Nick Aldis, Mickey James, man, like we can name all these WWE Hall of Famers, ex Fed guys, and everything. But the the amount of knowledge again that comes through there, like the Ronald, our Rebellion is our World Tag Team Champions. Bubba Ray, Bully Ray, Bully Ray, yeah, hell, I forgot him or him that either. I'm a huge Bully Ray fan. That's why I think I think that sell the WWE merger or whatever sell whatever you want to call it. I really think it's going to help elevate like everyone. I really do. Cause I think it's going to bring more awareness to it. And then people may want to be aware of it and be like, eh, that's not my shit, but they'll check out all the other stuff. And I think that's going to like, it'll be a slow burn obviously, but I think here in, you know, probably a year or two, you'll really see the smaller companies quote, quote, really start to thrive. Also. I think that's going to happen. I'm going to throw this out there. Cause I said this at co- uh, when COVID started happening, uh, like, and they went, they shut down everything, and they were in the Thunderdome. There was no crowd. Um, I said once, and, and Roman Reigns ran away with this really, real early. When they uh, when they started letting people back in, I, I started telling people this old Memphis-style wrestling, the interacting with the crowd, the uh, engaging sections of the crowd, and, and putting on, again, psychology, entertaining matches. Like, I said, this stuff's going to come back. And Roman Roman's the first true person that I've really seen at a higher level at the top, like the pinnacle of professional wrestling that has done that. And and man, like, I think 
with what we have here with the NWA, I think our niche is going to grow faster than all the other ones. WWE will always have, will always, uh, barring some flubber, nauger, or whatever they want to, whatever you want to call it, barring them screwing the pooch yeah. and wrecking the bus, WWE is going to be up here for as long as they want to be. Yeah. That's just the global scale and what they've got built with their archives, with their their ownership of all the different territory uh, archives. Um, global reach again is huge, but but the NWA style of wrestling is a tried and true style of wrestling. That if I'm lucky enough and and, and I'm fortunate enough, I'm going to use these words because it, it can end for me tomorrow like that. Blake Troop could literally break my femur tomorrow. And, and it'd be over, right? Like Silas Mason, you guys know, brother broke his femur allegedly. He never thought he's coming back. That's a that's a side of the throwability that I got to see firsthand that scared the hell out of me, because this guy was invincible in his own mind. And then to see that that rationalization, it, it could all end like that. Like, but but the style of wrestling that we do here it could last. I could last another 10, 15 years. Right. And then, and then that's going to cut. It's just, it's, I don't know, man. I just think our style, like the, the hard hitting, the old school storytelling, the, uh, the bodies, like we look like grown damn men when we walk in the ring. Children look like, like our junior heavyweight division. They're all smaller. He's sure. There's a few of those bad boys that look like gr- Colby Carino's one of them. Look like a grown man walking in the ring, even at 135 or 155 pounds, whatever he weighed. Um, but, but our heavyweight division is full of grown ass men who would slap around any of these jabronis that are at any other company with the exception of your top guys, Roman Reigns for being one of them, Brock Lesnar, of course, Strowman, you know, those guys like, but, but it's just our style. I think the NWA style of wrestling is going to take over. Like, as long as we keep trending upwards, like we have been five to 10 years, that little plan, I don't know how long Corgan's got. I'm sure this is. I assume this is his 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 project for the remainder of his life. Oh yeah, right. So I'd assume within five to ten, he's still working on this ten years later. If we're not the the number two behind the WWE, as long as they don't wreck the bus, if we're not number two, I'll be surprised. Because I met Colby at, Carino. He, what about Colby? Guy. Oh, great guy. Yeah, great guy. I, I mean, I, he, he's I'm a different wrestler. Next time I see him, but he's a great guy. <laughs> I owe him one, and he knows that. Oh, I love him though to death. But it's uh no oh, man, it's what was I? I was guy, I was getting off on a tangent. I was getting on a good one too. <laughs> Thanks uh, a lot, Adam. They're, they're gonna be number two in his life yeah, project. Well, NWA is gonna be number uh, two behind WWE. Well yeah, the crowds, bro. I was, I was going somewhere with that, but I can't remember. I'll get back to it. It was well, it's like one of the uh, I always say it, we'll get back to it. But uh, I like what you were saying about the like the crowds and like uh because that's what after a while it did get stale and i do think that the COVID thing really did with no crowd it made it, me as a fan it made me want to be in the crowd more because i missed that right. crowd atmosphere of it because you know i think wrestling obviously it's the talent of course but it's that crowd too baby like y'all conduct the crowd big time you know so uh to be the a fan thing, and be back there i do want to be a yeah. little more interactive i want to cheer more i want to boo more like all that stuff you can it, it COVID opened up eyes for, I think, a lot of wrestling fans that you could see the high-flying stuff, fast-paced movements, sitting at home. 
I sit at the comfort. I can sit in the comfort of this here hotel suite that we've got and watch watch stuff where they're not going to interact with the fans on TV in the comfort of my own home without going out and doing it, spending the money. It's it's free cable, whatever. I watch YouTube, right? But like you go you go to these shows to escape reality. You go to have a good time. You go to engage with people, and you go to engage with wrestlers in particular. You go to cheer the ones you love and boo the ones you hate. And I'm right. I don't know, man. It's it's. I think the NWA is going to be going to be something to reckon with here in about five to ten years. I, I think we're the number two brand now, but I know that Tony Khan's got a lot more money into this than 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 the NWA does, and I know he's putting he's got an unlimited amount of money basically, but. You know he'll get he'll get to it, and hopefully they they start getting better. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Heard that <laughs> as a fan. No more no that. more snap <laughs> feet legs anything like safety's the number one concern, man. We all you don't want to break no like I don't want to break anything. If I break somebody else's something, sure whatever it's on them. But like you know it's it's a safety thing and doing doing dude Dante Martin that poor kid because he's younger than I am. He he may never be the same. Yeah. He won't ever be the same. Well, that Ray sucks, Phoenix man, because he's damn good. I've seen too. him wrestle a bunch. He's damn good. Ray, Ray Phoenix broke his. I mean, but he did with his arm at one time. I, and it's just for what? How many spots do we need? <laughs> I mean, it's about. It, this is something we picked up from or from. I saw it got it from Aaron Stevens, and I've watched it happen. Like we're. This is about creating moments, man. Moments. People remember that because he broke his leg. Yeah. In ten years, they won't remember. They wouldn't remember the spot if he didn't break his leg. Oh yeah, he gave him a Canadian destroyer. They're not going to remember that it was off a ladder. They're not going to remember that it was onto fourteen tables, fifty feet in the air, or whatever. No, he gave him a Canadian destroyer through a table. Great. Very true. That is a very Silas good point. Mason against against Kratos down here in Tampa. Uh, busted Kratos open, and then smeared his blood across his face and chest, licked his hand. That's something that people will be talking about for the next 10 years. This image of Silas licking his hand, yeah, licking the blood off of it. <laughs> right. And he, and, and, but it created a moment, and people are always going to remember that. Polo Del Mar looking at him doing That yeah. was such a classic oh. moment, man. I, I almost <laughs> threw up when I watched it. But, I'm like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> he's not Psycho. Well, listen, we know you got a big night ahead of you with uh, Thrill Billy. So um, before you leave, you want to tell us, uh, I know I know it's already passed now, but just tell us again what you're doing tomorrow and uh, your everything you're doing uh, coming up and uh, your socials and everything, how everybody can find you. Man, NWA 312, tomorrow, April 7th. April 7th, I think it'll be tomorrow. Uh, of course, this will be out way after. We got the Savages, me and Anthony against uh, Chris Silvio, managed uh jacks dane and one bulletproof troop uh tag match for the united states titles here and then we're i know we're defending if we retain we're defending in utah the next week and joe kazana promotions has a show on may 19th and harriman tennessee it's called harriman heat that's a big one because i do take a little more a little more pride in that one and a little more uh a little more managerial role in helping pop out with that uh, of course, at my normal SPCW, April 22nd, I'm in Imperial in Bristol. Where I'm all over the place. Um, but you can find me on social medias, AJCaz1 on Instagram, 
AJ Cazano on TikTok and Twitter, and then AJ Cazano on Facebook. Facebook, it's all pretty, huh? probably, Oh, yeah, I got that Facebook, uh, one of them there pages that you can go like, and I don't have to message you back when you message me. <laughs> yeah, you go. So the idea but, is that uh, we have our own fight uh, account on on uh, or our own fight account. I'm gonna we're gonna get the uh, the pay per view for tomorrow night, and I think the idea is we're gonna cover it in an upcoming episode. We'd love to have you back sometime for sure. Absolutely, man. Anytime, y'all. I've enjoyed this. I know it's is a lot of fun. And when I remember what I was gonna say, I'll say it. And I'll just I'll record it and send it to you. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. It's really all Adam's fault and Devin too that you didn't mean. It's usually just me burying people, so it's. I don't know. I, yeah, it's usually just me talking smack about something or another that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. It's just me getting on my soapbox. So it's probably for the best. Oh, I do have to buy, ask, man. Where can you, you get can the merch, dude? That's a sweet ass shirt. Yeah, you can buy these sweet t shirts at angrylemonade.net. You can get Silas Mason t shirts. You can get AJ Kazana t shirts, Big Strong Men's t shirts, Devin Dixon, the dangerous Devin Dixon. He's got some T-shirts on. He got a lot of good stuff on there, man. We got some hats coming out. Uh-oh. We'll try to do try to do some PBR inspired trucker hats. Sweet. That'll have have yeah. my bullhead ranch logo on it. Um, I like that. Hell far. Give me a second. I'll be right back. Oh hell. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we can still talk about yourself. Oh, stuff, <laughs> don't don't judge me for how I pack my stuff inside out. Uh, you're not going to get any judgment. Okay, I'll, I'll roll on my shit and put it in a bag. We're, we're in Chicago, Illinois. You think they sell off the rack. Oh! oh, oh that was badass. I love it. I got the black one in here, but we're trying to get – I was trying to get him to do some different colors, but we red on red there. Like, come on, man. Angry I, bet that does, I bet that does do well. I mean, I know, you know this is going to be post, but – Well, I'm going to cut the sleeves well. off of it and wear it everywhere tomorrow, so. Hell, yeah. I hope it sells. For those of you that aren't watching, please watch the video version of this. That is, uh, you want to see that? That is a great shirt for sure. If you don't watch the video version of this, you're a loser. Hey, amen, brother. Amen. We're all too pretty to not be seen. Ain't that the truth? I'm glad somebody noticed it finally. (laughs) Well, again, AJ, thanks so much. Say hi to Thrill Billy for us, and you go out and uh, tie one on. All right. We're gonna go. Well, we're gonna go get some foods or something didn't you already do that yeah but i'm hungry <laughs> Dude, went this, we went to this place called lou minotti's i got it, it. i they get have, it they have crustless pizza oh. they use a beef a, a, it's either beef or sausage base it's pretty solid y'all. Ah, it's not a bad idea. Deep dish. yeah i hate deep dish pizza though don't tell these people here in chicago We'll keep it a secret from our yeah, thousands of listeners. Hey, we, we've been to Chicago a couple of times for some wrestling stuff. They always say thin crust is Chicago style, and they're selling everybody bullshit with this deep dish. The pizza <laughs> place, I crust? went to two pizza places. They told me the same thing. Chicago style is thin crust. They're feeding y'all full of shit with this deep dish. What the hell? And we yeah. also heard Detroit pizza is actually Little Caesars. That's just what we heard. <laughs> I love Little Caesars. <laughs> Yeah, hot and ready, baby. What you talking? Hot and ready, six bucks. Gets me some, mm-hmm. uh, get a pizza and some crazy bread. Crazy bread, yeah. yeah. You got the I pretzel bread crazy now. Bread till I get home. That cheesy jalapeno dip hits different, too. Mm. Yes, sir. Nice. That's enough pizza talk. I'm getting super hungry. Thank you, <laughs> right? Thank you so much for coming on with us, brother. Appreciate it Appreciate so much. y'all. Be that safe, was fun, guys. man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Good we'll day. see you soon. Thanks again. And say hi to Thrill, Billy. Will do, brother. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Have a good luck tomorrow. Thank you. Appreciate that.
You don't need it. Yeah. Not a little. Rock that belt. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you, AJ. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck Ed. Devin missed out on that one, you piece of shit. Boom. I had to say it. <laughs> Fucking Woodstock asshole over here. Bruh. Bruh. Oh, me and Eric getting to hang out there, bruh. Sorry, I didn't want to shit all over that. That was a great interview, though. That was awesome. That yeah, dude was awesome. fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. Loved every minute of it. When he said that, uh, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, escape from life and all that stuff, like in wrestling, and that's the realest shit of all time. That's my uh, biggest thing I convey is it's like, you ain't got to worry about nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you just in that zone. Every life's troubles are away, and you're just like, to boo the motherfucker you hate, cheer the motherfucker you love. Like, that's what I love about wrestling. Nothing else matters. I'm here watching this, and it's awesome. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, so Back to you, James. According to our outline, it's Fred and Stanton, correct? I forgot to ask him a question from I was about Allison. to say, I uh, haven't even looked at the outline. Ring your like just, <laughs> I mean, I looked at it earlier, but well, I mean, guess like, what it was about, episode, Adam. What? Hair. His hair. Yeah, oh, Red next. If you want to go ahead and go, Brad. Oh, thanks, Adam. Uh, y'all are always just pushing me out, man. Every damn day. He said you didn't Every have the outline. I just happen to have the outline here with me. Oh, yeah. All right, I, got, so let me, uh, I got two monitors. <laughs> let me just get into it. All I'm right. So, so Red Stanton has a story there. that you guys some know somewhat about, but I got to tell it anyway. Let's talk about my WrestleMania story from this weekend. So, I know it's well over now. It's 12 days, whatever. You got to hear what happened. So I'm leaving work at actually the right time. Five o'clock on a Saturday. Five o'clock on a Saturday. Yes, we close at five. Does Brad ever get out at five? Hell no, Brad doesn't get out at five because Brad's finance and finance is always last. But Brad gets out at five. And guess what else? My wife and daughter and son are not going to be home. My son is staying at someone's house. My wife and daughter are not going to be home until after midnight. So Brad is going to be home by himself watching WrestleMania in all his Zooming glory. with James. Zooming with James. Zooming with James for sure. So I get home and it is a beautiful night. It is 70 degrees, which is, uh, you know, very nice. Not a cloud in the sky. Not a cloud. And I should send you guys a picture to prove it. Not a cloud. I'm walking the dog. And I'm hearing about these tornado warnings, but I'm like, there's no way there's going to be a tornado around here because it is beautiful out. So I order food and I um, take, you know, I drive to, uh, it's called Miller's Ale House. I drive there to pick it up. And on the way, the clouds are coming. It's sprinkling a little bit, sprinkling a little bit. I pick up the food. I come on back. Now we're talking about a matter of 15 minutes total, 15 minutes total. I pull into my, we call them sections here in Levittown and it is hailing. It is windy and it is raining and there, it feels like I'm in the middle of a tornado. Now I've, I'm like, I've never lied about how old I am. I'm 47. I've been through a lot of storms in my life. I promise you this. I've never driven through one like this. And I was nervous. I almost thought I was in the middle of a tornado. I felt like I was in that movie. Um, whatever that tornado movie is. Twister. I, I, I Twister. Twister. But I'm, I'm on a roll. I got confused. So I, I feel like I'm, I'm actually nervous. So I'm driving through the section and it is the wind, the hail. It's like, I was in between golf balls and ping pong balls and it is just pelting the side of my car and it, I'm getting blown around. I'm seeing everything else branches falling around me. So I, then I see it. It's like, looks like lightning through my section. No, it's not lightning. It's everybody's freaking electricity going out, at least on my side. So I pull into the driveway and I'm not getting out right away. There's no way I'm getting out. So I wait about 10 minutes. I go into my pitch black house. Now it's like seven o'clock. 
Okay. <laughs> and it's not pitch black at seven o'clock normally right now because the clocks have been forwarded. So, you know, we're a little lighter. And it's pitch black. The dogs are losing their shit. They don't like the thunder. They don't like the lightning. So I'm like, oh, fuck. I got no power. I got no internet. I know James is hosting the WrestleMania Zoom. I don't even, I, I'm beyond upset, beyond upset for ad free shows. He was doing it. So I call my wife because I don't know what else to do. <laughs> she feels somewhat bad for me. And I'm going to put my wife uh, over for a minute. You know, I, I love my wife, of course, and she is um, important to me, but I also need her at times. And this was one of those moments where I really needed her <laughs> because I can't see in the house. I don't even know where anything is. And she's like, well, you can use the converter to connect your phone or charge your phone. I'm like, oh, I, I got So I got him upstairs and she kind of talks me through this black room and I get the converter that I use for my microphone here. And I'm able to plug my phone into my laptop, which actually is fully charged. My phone is like at 63%. So then I say, well, I have no internet, but I have data, of course. So I have a hotspot on my phone. So I am running my computer from my phone hotspot while I'm charging my phone to my laptop. Now, this is a lot of power from your phone, and I could see the number going down, 63%, 62%, 61%. It's like beat the clock, okay? So I get WrestleMania on, but I think I just got myself very creative. So creative that I couldn't use my phone, so I actually put it on low power and everything else. And then I take in my dogs out, too, because the storm was only 10 minutes long, by the way. The storm was 10 minutes long, and it tore through the neighborhood. But six houses down, man, every light in the freaking county, every light in their house is on. They were like Thomas Edison over there. I'm like, what is this? Oh, we have different grids in the neighborhood. Just seeing if they were watching Mania. I, just so <laughs> freaking frustrating. So I'm not texting you guys, except like on my watch. But I'll, I'll say this. I did get to watch it on my laptop in the dark. And I, I could say in this day and age, it is really something that you can watch something like that without any power and just be able to. I mean, it's it's just saying something that you're able to do it nowadays. That so is I the did, most elaborate way to say I didn't want to zoom with James on WrestleMania. I mean, I wish you I made could've. up this whole storm, blown out power. It was only ten minutes. You just knocked it out for eighteen hours. I don't know. It wasn't James, eighteen hours. I still That's got to watch it. On. 1 you know, everybody else had power but me. Gosh darn. I felt <laughs> like that. I dick. felt like that. So anyway, that's my WrestleMania story. Night two, no problem. I still didn't zoom. Um, I just want to shout out WrestleMania night two uh, for doing the all-woman's main event with the referee, the uh, the ring announcer. Everybody in it was, a, it was one of the ladies, as you know, the kickout crew. Big fan of the ladies, uh, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. I can't remember the young lady's name that's the referee, but um, great. It was a great thing anyway. Jillian I had Carr. It in my tongue. Uh, only one more rant and stand thing because this is all right. So, I, yeah, I put over my wife. Now I got to say something dumb that she said. So, my one dog downstairs sleeps in a crate and, and it's in front of the TV downstairs in the living room. And we usually just keep country music on, just something gentle because apparently she doesn't like SpongeBob coming on at 6 30 in the morning. We used to have just TNT on or something like that. And it's at six in the morning, SpongeBob would come on and really upset the dog. I'm like, all right, whatever. So me too, but go ahead. Fine, let's just keep the country music on. So I accidentally changed the channel to the classic country music instead of the modern country music channel. And my wife told me that our dog Sadie does not like the twang in the in the classic 
in the classic country channel. I'm like, man, uh, we are really getting particular here. But well, your dog that, wouldn't lock it down here in Alabama, would would it? Just absolutely ridiculous. I like Northern I like motherfucker, Kenny. dude. You're the only Yankee on this episode today, and of course you had to bring this shit up. Kenny Rogers, still love him. Anyway, that's it for me. Back to you. Alan's James. in the stream. One of my favorites. <laughs> Mine too, actually. I love that song. Yeah. <laughs> I play <laughs> dude, I'm playing at work. And like, you know, I bitch at work a bunch of stuff on whatever. But like I'll be playing it at work, like it's five in the morning, you know, and everybody's like, You have a weird music taste. <laughs> Cause you know, it'll be followed by like porn or some shit. And everybody Nothing says a negative between. work. And, and I'll just be like, Baby, when I met you, they I'm just like walking through the store. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. It's great. There was peace on earth. Oh, man. So, oh, fuck me. It is my turn. Was that it, Brad? <laughs> That's it. Oh, honey. <laughs> well, what do you got to say, James? Well, I like, uh, you know, it's funny how uh, this was titled this because, well, yeah. So I guess my segment was called The Spirit of Peter Pan. What is Peter Pan never or known for? <laughs> Never grown up, I guess. So thanks, Brad. <laughs> Shout out. But yeah, I mean, you know, I think I am at a point in life where I am 38, but it feels like I am going to be a child like forever, you know, or a kid. It was just a kid. He ain't mature, you know, blah, blah, which is, you know, bullshit. Obviously, I work a full time job and like, you know, come home, pay rent, <laughs> pay bills, shit like that. So I guess that would be, you know, non Peter Panish. But people say in the grand scheme of things, like, oh, you're not married. You don't have kids. Oh, you drink a lot. Blah, blah, blah. Well, here's the thing. I can. Like, I can. I'm sorry that that happened, that you're married and have kids and have responsibilities. I get that. It's not my fault. And I don't hate it. I love my niece and nephew to death. But, you know, can my sister drink as much, like, or as often? No. Obviously, no. She doesn't. I'm just saying, like, and I get it. Like, I get it. Totally get it. But when people do judge, like, eh, you're just not mature. No, fuck you. Like, you have to be mature. That's the difference. I necessarily don't have to. Now, should I be mature? Of course. Obviously. You know? Case in point, I did. I tried to do a uh, mature thing the other day, and uh, I got asked to go to dinner the other day, so I figured I would go. And I don't think I'm ever fucking doing that again. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, well, everything went good and all this stuff, but, uh, you know, I got the message uh, a couple days ago. Although you're a nice guy, my God, I know where this is going. There was just no chemistry. No chemistry. Not going to say anything bad about it, because she was cool. Like, she was cool. There's no issue there. And I wasn't heavily invested, obviously, because, you know, I'm a fucking kid, never grown up, I guess. So I wasn't that heavily invested anyway. But it's just like, it was one date. <laughs> you know, like, what, what was I supposed to go in there with fucking, you know, the Master Blaster? Like, oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, master Blaster. <laughs> I'm just like, we don't no chemistry. Like, I don't know. But hey, he's their own. He, I think she's looking for a little, like, uh, boom, boom, bam right now. Like, uh, you know, step stepdaddy right now. That's what I mean. Like, I think she's looking for... Yeah, she's got kids stuff, but I think in and maybe my lifestyle is not conducive to that, which I get. That's fine. 
I'm, you know, I'm cool with that. But when people say like, oh, you need to get a girlfriend, you need to get a, you know, you need to do this, you need to, you need to get a girlfriend and settle down. Why? Like, what? What? I don't know. Because it feels like I, me personally, I'm only speaking on myself. I don't think I'm ready for the commitment and I don't think I'm mature enough to do the settling down. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Because the more and more I think about it, and especially it was put into live action this week, it's not like something I was, uh, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. And maybe that will be, oh, you'll just be alone and said, no, I'm the, I'm not, you know, I'm not alone. I got you guys and our beautiful fans. But yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, the spirit of Peter Pan, you know, that's what that is. Sometimes I really, honestly, I'm not going to lose my youth. I guess I'm dancing around the statement of it's going to be hard for me to use, lose my youth. And I don't know, like the, the whole responsibilities of, uh, you know, a lady and all that stuff, which, Hey, I'm not opposed to it. But it's just not part of my life right now. So people are always like, oh, you don't try. You're damn right I don't. I got too much shit going on. <laughs> I got a job that I may be changing careers. I got a podcast going on. I'm trying to go to as many like live events and shit as I can. So that would be rude of me to try to go to these live events tied down with someone. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to grow up here soon. <laughs> so... <laughs> this is my never never land and it's working out pretty good the past like couple years so i'll put it that way and that is the spirit of peter pan don't sell yourself george angel make you're a never never land i'll make an awesome stepfather i just don't know if i'm well okay boy there's never mind i'm not even gonna say that <sighs> hey <laughs> shout out all right i'm done and oh well Let's uh let's tell some jokes now. <laughs> what better way to transition than dead flat, right? It can only go up from here. We're serious relationships to funny up? jokes. The hottest rising segment in podcast <laughs> today. You know it. I know it. Let's get to it. Oh. it waka 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 with Adam. Right, I only wrote four today because I knew we had a guest and I don't want to make it too long. <laughs> but uh, I do got a question. You know, Forrest Gump. What generation does Forrest Gump belong to? What generation does Forrest Gump belong to? Gen A. Ah, oh, oh, it was right there. Yeah. Gen A, Gen A. That one was good. I like that one a lot. Uh, so what do lawyers say when they when they say goodbye to you? Do you pay up? We'll be suing you. Oh. Later, we'll be suing you. Mm. That not as good as the other one. No, no, I, I yeah. get it. Brad just shit on it. Kind of killed the mood. <laughs> so what does Jeff Bezos do before he goes to it? <laughs> he puts his pajamas on. Ah, I thought that was going to go a totally different direction. He puts his pajamas on. Oh, yeah. I got it. Amazon pajamas on. Pajamas on. I got it. Thanks. Pajamas on. I got it. He puts the pajamas on. Pajamas on. 
All right, so there was a female janitor at my job, and she asked me if I wanted to chill and smoke weed with her. I said, no, thanks. I don't deal with high-maintenance women. Oh. <laughs> I like that one. That Peter Pan, one. that's right there. Waka, waka, waka. Thanks, Adam. I don't deal one. with high-maintenance women either because I'm not It landed. It landed. Uh, okay. Back to you, yeah. James. I got one more we can try. Oh, you said four. Well, can we can. You haven't thrown the... You son of a... Right as I was saying it to. I almost knocked some shit off the wall. Ah, Devin's Democrat. Fuck him. Here's Devin's demographic. Put us together. Biggest NWA fan of them all. For real. Here's his demographic. He's not here. Nobody knows what his demographic is right now. So Devin is the biggest NWA fan on the show for sure. And that. That asshole is just, uh, you know, that hey, see, he's he's the opposite of like, he's getting tied into that marriage and all that stuff, and you know, the next thing coming, I bet you she's married before the wedding happens. Boom, there's my long term storyline. I bet you she's pregnant way before the wedding happens. And that will be. Yeah, I'm the only <laughs> Peter Pan. Like, I bet she's married before the wedding happens. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, I know I said it. <laughs> <laughs> But I bet she's pregnant before the wedding happens. I got That's what it. I meant. Hey, she may be married before the wedding happens. Again. Not, not if Grandma has anything to do with it. Hey. Knock, knock, knocking on Devin's door. Knocking on Devin's door. Like so many <laughs> times before. <laughs> That's actually funny as hell. Well, hey, speaking on uh, unexpected, uh, you know, appearances, I think it's time for the second match, isn't it? Sure is. Hell yeah. Now, is this our last match? Well, <laughs> you'll just have to stay tuned because the match we're covering is Alberto Del Rio versus Jack Swagger and Zeb Coulter. And <laughs> it is from Monday Night Raw. Two thousand thirteen. It took place at the Izod Center in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Had an attendance of sixteen thousand one hundred and seventy-three. It had a TV rating of hour one, four point four nine million. That is four million four hundred ninety thousand. And hour two, four point seven eight, which is four million seven hundred eighty thousand. That's insane. Right? You know what else is insane? It had a match length of 11 minutes and 6 seconds. And that is uh So how did we get there? Uh, there's no build to this. It was a night after WrestleMania <laughs> 29, right? 2013. I don't know. Professional. <laughs> Great job, guys. You're... Great job. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Devin. <laughs> right Thanks, for man. real. This was Devin's part of the segment. Yeah. So Devin. All right. So let's let's just get into it. So we have Rodrigo Ro, Ro, Rodrigo. There we go. <laughs> Ricardo Rodriguez introducing um introduction in Spanish for Alberto Del Rio. Del Rio is actually a baby face here, James. Weird. What's up with that? I don't know. I don't get it. Man, dynamite. Well, I wasn't watching back then, so I don't really know the active storylines and all that stuff, but I 
Maybe I look at it with hindsight <laughs> because definitely not a baby face now. Put it that well, way. Well, I, I I was watching and I remember this. It kind of just happened. I think I think I think of who he was wrestling. Not so much that anything changed, but well, in the crowd, post WrestleMania crowd, you never know. The heels are faces, faces are heels. You know what I'm saying? So, Mike, yeah. let's pretend like um, let's look ahead here to what's going to happen, sort of. But why not do what happens later at Mania? Because it's the Raw after Mania. But but why save it? Because you have to have a, oh. a surprise. Okay. Give the fans a surprise. There's always, well, besides this year, <laughs> there's always something that happens, you know, and it's there's always a big moment. By the way, I thought the Raw after Mania was uh, extremely underrated and got a lot of heat that it didn't deserve this year just saying that out loud i don't know if they're expecting like an aew type of moment where you have to introduce 17 new wrestlers but <laughs> i don't know if that's what ruined it because i thought it was fine anyway uh adam what does uh, zeb coulter uh, dutch mantel uh is who he his real name of course add to this honestly not much i mean just 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 because of who he is everybody knows his name is not zeb coulter <laughs> but just him being out there on, I'm watching it again now just him being out there on the ring for the first know, time just means a lot uh, I think, uh, so I got a question about that do you think they should have just brought him back as Dutch Mantel or was there I'm or sure is that WWE because thing. WWE has to own everything so it's, I think it's a WWE uh, thing yeah I really do that's exactly but, what it is who are the announcers watched, James? like Adam said you said like I'm assuming a lot of the crowd was like that's Dutch <laughs> yeah, yeah right that's mm-hmm. dirty dutch yeah but james you, do you remember who the announcers are this evening you know i do <laughs> glad you asked uh on commentary we have justin bradshaw layfield jbl we have michael cole and we have jerry the king lawler so what a great crowd the crowd is really rowdy for sure um but i want to ask you mike are you there okay mike my hey goodness. Adam, do you like did you like the real Americans? The, um, I think it was uh, Jack Swagger, and who else? Zeb Coulter, and yeah, and there it is. <laughs> Cesaro, Antonio yes. Cesaro back then. But yeah, I loved Antonio Cesaro. He is. Uh, <laughs> I guess I got the answer I was looking for there. <laughs> All right, clothesline to Swagger out of the ring. Del Rio flies out of the ring into Swagger, now on the outside. Hey, Mike's so, back asking the question. I did. Yeah. I asked it to Adam. Ah. So, <laughs> this, this match actually happened the night before at WrestleMania, Mike. Why do the rematch at all? Like, what? I just, I guess I kind of asked you this already. I just don't understand. What was the point of the WrestleMania match? Why do it at all there? Um, They had a. Uh... 11 minutes to uh, spill, uh, Phil, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just to look, Mike, they, I know, I know I you mean, don't know. You, had, you had to feel, you had to feel 11 minutes. Why not give them, why not give the fans that didn't watch WrestleMania? Cause was there WrestleMania, um, on the network at the time? No, uh, not yet. Network I, didn't think, come it, I think it was all for the title change. Th- this, this was a, um, like a pay-per-view, right? At the time. Yes. Yeah. So why not give why not give the fans that didn't order the pay per view a preview? You you know it's not gonna be as good or as big, but a preview of what happened at WrestleMania. I mean, let's face it, we have a two night WrestleMania now, and we can't even fit the uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal into it. I, I exactly. <laughs> I yeah, just... but you'll have Bobby Lashley walk out with the trophy 
I put mean, it down, least... and then the other motherfuckers get introduced behind him. Like that was weird to me. At least they introduced him. I, I kind of appreciated that for yeah, a minute. He walks but... out, puts it down, and then the introduction to the next match is going on. Yeah. Like as he sets the trophy, it's weird. No, dude. I know. It, it it was. I mean, yeah, it made no sense. Most hey, of us Bobby Lashley should have been on Mania, but at least he got. Yeah. A, at least well, got last year, I mean, yeah, he was a main eventer, right? Oh, Adam, that's a good call. Why didn't they just throw that together? And you know what else about what you just said there, Adam? I really thought they should have brought L.A. Knight out to face The Miz the second night. And I'm going to tell you why. That L.A. crowd was hot for him. In the, in, and, of course, they didn't know that in the, in the Battle Royal, that that was going to happen. But they could have played on that. And they could have yeah. made that happen. Because that Miz stuff, it could you could have done anything you wanted on the fly. Anything at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, you let's just bring back Shane What's that, Adam? I said, no, let's just bring back Shane McMahon. Let's just do that. I think that Shane McMahon pop was good. I, I mean, everything was good. But I think that L.A. Knight, you you might have made him that night. Oh, that's I true. Hear. I didn't even think about that. I believe so, yeah. Because you get because that he, whole ramp to walk down, you know, like. The, the reaction yeah, all, he got. Hey, all that. Let me talk at you. The reaction he got during the Andre the, Battle, Andre the Giant Battle Royal was unexpected, but it was great. And um, he played – Roll the dice, whatever. What, what do you have to lose? A shitty segment? <laughs> you know? Anyway. Um, and we've seen how that one ended. Yeah, I mean, poor Shane O'Mac. <laughs> that sucks, dude, because I was pumped when he came back. I was pumped, happened, too, I, was like, I did not oh, expect that. Not expect that at all. Nah. So Swagger working Del Rio's legs. He's no nonsense. Today, he's all nonsense. Right, James? Swagger? Yo, like, he's yo. no nonsense here. Now I he's like this hat. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't want to put a cap on that, but yeah, it's a little, uh, it's a little much. He is a big ass dude because I even wrote here like he's such a big ass dude, but it's kind of you know, and, and shout out to Del Rio selling the leg, he does a good job of that. Boot to the face by Del Rio, miss, miss kick into the corner, Swagger ankle lock. Now it was called the Patriot lock here. Del Rio using the ropes for leverage on Swagger. Swagger knocks Del Rio out of the ring. WWE. E app on the commercial break before the network. I thought that was interesting to see, you know, like, <laughs> just little things like that from the time. Like it reminded me of that whole thing with Bishop, but it was just like a radio show with yeah. you pay nine bucks. Who the hell wants to listen to it? But you know what? People listen to baseball. People listen to shit. It, it, why would I think, why would this people be listen to podcast? Hey, go figure. I mean, yeah. as uh, AJ said, if you're not watching it, you're a moron. I think he said exactly. something. To that so uh suplex by swagger. We missed Coulter's moment here because they did go to that commercial break. Adam, we have a Scott Armstrong as a ref again. Who's your favorite Armstrong? Uh, I met Bullet Bob personally, and uh, he was probably my favorite. Oh. Bullet Bob was amazing. He's the nicest guy you'll ever freaking meet backstage in the locker room. He has all the time in the world for you, and he'll talk to you all day long. He, he To me, he was, he was the best. Del Rio Rich. kicked you the kick to the face after a flurry covered by del rito out at two del rio hobbling along belly to belly by swagger into the patriot lock del rio to the rope crowd chanting we want coulter yep, yep. <laughs> uh, swagger submits to the cross then all right so this was kind of out of nowhere all right so i know i'm missing the moment here james but this isn't really the moment so well i mean it's a play for the moment so swagger, <laughs> the moment was so, the moment so, so, so then, so then, um, Del Rio gets Swagger into the submission, the cross arm breaker, and he submits real quick, real quick, and it's over. And you're like, um, okay, should have been foreshadowing right there. 
Rodrigo announces the win. It's very, very lackluster. Michael Cole selling that Del Rio can't stand. Now, doctors in the ring, they show the replay a lot of time is going by here. And like you're like wondering, like, why? Why are they harping on this nonsense? And then, and then, I'm here to show the world. I'm here what? to show the world. Yeah. They were ape shit. Ape shit. <laughs> Ziggler to a stone cold, to a pop of all pops comes out. And here comes AJ. And he's coming with a purpose with Big E Langston. Make sure don't forget the Langston on there. And <laughs> AJ Lee. He has the money in the bank contract. He demands to Scott Armstrong that he is cashing it in. Justin Roberts announces Dolph Ziggler is cashing in the money in the bank contract. Mike, can you watch this moment over and over again? Oh, I can. Any kind of pop, something like that. I, I love I love those things. So yeah, I could. That briefcase was beat the hell out of too. Yeah, well, they beat the, same the hell out of that briefcase. He's had that one for a while then, right? That yeah. was, it was a long was ass time. A year. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. James, did you have something you want to add? I did. Are we talking about a uh, another match? This will be our third match, right? Are you really announcing it? Well, we have Alberto <laughs> Del Rio versus Dolph Ziggler for the World Heavyweight Championship match. It took place April. No, I'm kidding. But, yeah. No, but James, I wanted to ask you, why the huge pop for the heel? He's a heel, James. The surprise, man. You would you and you know the uh the stipulation, I guess. I think the stipulation and the and he's walking there with a purpose. Like it's just and the match fell kind of flat. The finish was fast. Like I think it was set up. That last like quick match, really no heat. Bam, he gets the arm bar. Okay, what the fuck? You know, like everybody's just kind of like, okay. Like you said, they go to the replay, go to the replay. They, you know, take time. Medics come in, blah, 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 blah. And then when the crowd's like, what the fuck are they doing? Like kind of starting to lose interest, lose interest. Boom. You just, I mean, like you fucking slingshot their ass right back up. And you see the reaction, you know, like and they do that crowd shot and you see every motherfucker losing their mind. Like, I think that's why they, they kind of slow played it, slow played it. Oh, you're losing interest. Oh, I'm about to go take a piss. I'm going to go grab beers. You know, like, blah, blah, blah. Boom, they hit that music. It's go time. Like, I I like the way they played it up like that. It is so good. I mean, it's just so freaking good. It had a match length of two minutes and four seconds. Got that part. All right. So, (laughs) Adam, is this how deserving is Dolph Ziggler of this moment? Uh. 100% 100% because he's so underrated. As a matter of fact, he just did a um he just did an interview with Chris Van Vliet about how he's how he's underrated. I mean, he he deserves a whole lot more than what he's getting here lately, especially. Uh, Mike, you, you think five. he deserves a title now? He you deserves he, something. He's a title shot, you know, mid-card con- title or something. or something. Well, he did win the NXT Championship, which was great too. I I really can really like that. I like Is that. He, and, yeah. You know, one thing about Dolph that I see, and I think it kind of hurts him, he's somebody that can put over anybody. And he can wrestle so, with anybody. He can wrestle with anybody. But, like, you know, he can put over – so you can put him in there with a broomstick, and he'll put over that broomstick and make that broomstick look good. He's a hell of a hand. And that broomstick, and that broomstick get the wing. 
I've always and said, if I you think have somebody, kind of... somebody feuding with Dolph, like, it's a legit feud, and Dolph will put them over, and that kind of legit legitimizes that. Them. Like, I'm that's skyrocket. He, he was a that damn was skyrocket. That broomstick, and that broomstick is going to wrestle Roman Reigns at WrestleMania like, hey, next yeah, year. Yeah, he's <laughs> like the modern day Sean Waltman thing. Like, that's a good gauge to measure. Like, he know? was a cheerleader. Yeah, and, and he got out of the cheerleader deal. Mike, oh, that's true. I, I actually like that gimmick. I thought that was a good heel you gimmick, would, really, Brad, because you, fucking... you people hated it, though, James. Yeah. They hated yeah, it. Yeah, no shit. But that's what, you want. that's what you want. That's what you want. You were talking about Aaron Stevens earlier today. People hated that freaking Damian, Damian Sandow character. I mean, you know, I mean, then they hated those cheerleaders. They did. Well, but the turn, man, they ruined the turn. The turn yeah. could have been something. But, um, Mike, uh, I'll move on from here. But was this a top five raw moment for you in history? I would say so. I would you know, say especially so. the, the, you know, WrestleMania, a Raw after WrestleMania, you know, oh, bullshit, Adam. top 10, top 10, my ass, top five. I'm, top I, I'm saying top five Raw after WrestleMania. Don't hinder gender. I mean, I mean golf. It, it, it's definitely one of those, it's definitely one of those things that stick out. Mike, I probably watched it 20 times, honestly, just on, you know, whatever. You, ain't no lie. The first time I just watched the casting because that's what I thought we were doing. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. hey, this can be easy. <laughs> I just wanted to do a little bit of build, but um, all right. So let's let's he attacks. All right. So Dolph attacks the leg, drilling Del Rio, completely destroying him. The fame asser, huh, famous sir, by Ziggler, crowd going nuts. Del Rio out of two. Ziggler, even the, more banana. Ziggler still on the attack, not letting up, but misses the big splash. Crowd fucking hates it. Hates it. Del Rio with the kick. Oh no! Booze, booze everywhere. Covered by Del Rio. Kick out by ah! Dolph. Freaking crowd <laughs> goes nuts. But then the cross arm breaker by Del Rio. I mean, Adam, did is Ziggler gonna tap? He's about to tap. Did you think they were gonna fuck this up? Did anybody think they were gonna screw this up? Yeah, I thought he's happened. I thought it was. I, I thought it was happening. I thought he's gonna be one of the first. The ones. first time. I'm telling you, man. I don't know. Was he gonna blow this? But then Ziggler wrenching the back leg of Del Rio. Zigzag by Ziggler. Cover. One, two, two, three. <laughs> Freaking new champion. And Dolph Ziggler is celebrating in the ring with Big E Langston and AJ Lee like he's a baby face. He is not a heel in this moment. He is a baby face, and the crowd is freaking crazy for it. It is a top five moment, Adam. Awesome. And at least on yeah. this side, he's a baby face. Hey, uh, well, remember Seth was a heel when he cashed in, too. Oh, you know? that was so tremendous, like, too. It, tremendous does a, it does a baby face pop when you cash it in, and you can oh. probably go right back to heel after that. Dude, again, I've watched it 30 times. I'm telling you, I love that moment. But this is what the money in the bank is all about. And again, Michael Cole putting him over again, doing his job. And the crowd made this happen. The night after WrestleMania crowd, you should never blow these moments because this crowd is always alive, no matter where you're at. This is when you do shit like this. Great moment. Great time. I love this moment. I love this match, guys. Glad we got to do it to this week, at least. <laughs> Don't brag about having 160,000 motherfuckers in two days and shit the bed on Monday. That's all I'm saying. I didn't think it was that bad, but it wasn't this. I will say that. It was not this. Anyway, back to you, James. I love the match, man. But we did have one listener question. Do it. Yeah. Um, God, I got to find it. So, 
we did have a listener question and i didn't understand uh, the other part of it but bober mike bober friend of the show mike bober how yeah. bad shout out to being w- on dick that a wwe dropped the ball with Dolph at this time and why do you think that is i thought he got hurt I- wasn't watching Adam, <laughs> was not watching well, they put him they put him with vicky right after this who vicky guerrero no he was with her already before this he was with, she was with him of the whole money to bank. Oh, I thought, I thought she okay. I thought the Vicky Guerrero deal was after this. I'm gonna tell you right now, Vicky elevated him. Yes. Believe it or not, Vicky elevated him because it really brought the heat. Because she's heat. <laughs> she was heat. <laughs> you know, I think you know what happened. I know exactly what happened. Oh. Around this time, it's when Mickey Bella left him for John Cena, and John Cena came up to the top. He had to go somewhere. Just like Stone Cold did Jeff, just like Stone Cold did to Jeff Jarrett. There you go. <laughs> I'm gonna be think about Fire. it. Kind in that time range, so. And like Adam said, shout out to AJ. Mm. Roll time. Oh, oh yeah, and, C- and oh, CM God. Punk got her. So, you know, oh, where Phil. was he going? Oh Philly, Phil. Hey, you know the best way to pack out Wembley. Um, I would not be surprised at all. Philly Phil and FTR versus the Elite would probably pack out. That's that's heat, brother. <laughs> that's how you sell 90,000 tickets. Or you get our boy AJ Kazan and the country gentleman out there to face Boom! FTR. <laughs> U.S. titles, FTR, the AEW titles in London. What's up? <laughs> I, I, I like it. Yeah. Freaking AJ is freaking cool as shit. How are they going to fill 90,000 seats, though? But that's a but no one. They've never been there. That's how. I don't know. TK might buy a few of them himself. <laughs> Dude, the minute they announced it, I was like, I would love to go to that. And if freaking Adam Cole comes in, like, oh, okay. But isn't the week after All Out? So it's All In in London, then All Out Chicago? Uh, yeah, that sounds no. close. Or like they, a month apart. Did they I announce think they're like a month yet? apart. Yeah. No, it's August, they right? They're out. in there in August, right? London in August. So then August. All Out's in Chicago, Labor Day September, weekend. usually like, Labor Day weekend. It's usually Labor Day weekend. It's forbidden doors in July. No, are they doing all out? June, June. Forbidden doors in June. It's while we're in we're yeah. in Chicago. Shivani's gonna be like, "Hey guys, see ya." Yeah, I gotta go. <laughs> I'm <laughs> taking Jim Ross with me. I'm taking Jeff Jarrett with me. He ain't take, taking uh, Jr. Jr. ain't gonna go. No. Travel. I got you. Oh, anyway, he said, he, already, he said on his podcast that he wasn't going because of the the travel. Perfect. Well, James, I um, and guys, I love the match. I enjoyed uh, talking about it, and I hope I didn't do you wrong there, James. No, you did good on that one. I, I really practiced. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, because wrestling's about the emotion. You're like, so you got to convey I, the emotion. To you know what it is. You know what I mean? Like some of these matches know, we do, I don't have you to just, play the same emotion. But with you saying that, I can see you in the bathroom mirror and Deb walking in as you're screaming all that, just practicing to yourself. Yeah. What's going on? She just looks at you like, "What the fuck did I marry?" <laughs> Funny thing is, all he does, all he does is lay on his back when I try to get him excited. <laughs> now he's streaming in a mirror, uh, <laughs> getting all animated. I'd do anything to lay on my back right now. Hey, hey, oh! <laughs> this is brought to you by Blue Chew. <laughs> right? Can't wait! I can't wait to get sponsors. Hey, we're listening to a bunch. Our statistics are out of this world. You know how out of this world they are? We're going to go to seven different fucking spots to give us uh, all different answers. 
<laughs> fucking ridiculous. Uh, and Bober, that's inside baseball just for you. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is a old hat by now, but I just want to point out that Ola Gunta's entrance at Mania looked like a Killer. fucking. I think there's a reason they gave him an hour and ten at Rumble. They gave him because if you think about his entrance, the camera panned out, the background went like all, you know, tyrant style or whatever you want, dictator, I guess. And he just stood there, paused, put his arm behind his back. He was there by himself. The other guys were off to the side, and they uh, they changed the background to like a coliseum. Like I'm just saying, dude, that was a sick ass entrance. Wonder what they're doing with that guy. Give him an hour and ten, you know. One number one to number twenty nine, or you know, like last man eliminated. Great entrance. They beat the dog shit out of each other in that match. Great victory. I'm just saying, I'm a fan of what they're doing with that dude, and yeah, I can't wait to see where it goes. I have a feeling Mr. Lesnar could be on his horizon. Oh, perfect. Be- who do you root for? A great match. Yeah. <laughs> but you know uh who better to talk about great matches and all this uh you know in ring and out of ring and all of this stuff in between than our in-ring performer adam so adam take it away all right so we had a we had a bunch of wrestling in the month of march and it was real hard for me to pick just one match because Kenny omega uh What's his name? Um, Vikingo. Yeah, but yeah, Vikingo. Actually, had his full name right here. It's um, El El Vic. It's El El Hio Vikingo. Professional podcast. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> so yeah, Adam's right. Instead yeah. of one match, I honestly, I honestly enjoyed the whole Ring of Honor, Super Card of Honor, pay per view. Um, pretty much any match on that card is is one that stands out to me. I mean, because there was there was no bad matches. Um, Samoa Joe, Mark Briscoe was amazing. Um, the Rich with the Sky Ladder match, Claudio, Eddie Kingston, El Hijo, Vikingo, and Commander. I mean, just all of them. Wheeler Yuta, um, Shibata. Anytime Shibata is in the ring. I, I, I mean, he, he's amazing. Because, I mean, he's, he's legit. He looks like a serious wrestler. And he, he's just a badass. So, anytime Shabbat in the ring, I, I'll go for him. But um, just the whole card in general, the whole Ring of Honor card, Super Card of Honor, just the whole pay-per-view. And I just couldn't pick just one this month. And they April, be the pay-per-views. The Ring of Honor pay-per-views are amazing. It'd be cool to stream it. I kind of was wondering when Tony Khan's big announcement would be some streaming shit, but you know. Well, London's cool too. Stuff at Universal Studios now. I want to give a yeah, shout oh, out yeah. to uh, Tony Khan for putting Vikingo out there, because honestly, God, I, yes, we are me, me, you, the the three of us here, the four of us here, are all real big wrestling fans, and even I, even we. Let's face it, we're not all the more we learn the more we realize we don't know okay and a great example is a guy like this that he puts in the main event of a dynamite that a lot of guys don't know and well, he did triple a mania like not that long or whatever they call it sorry I butchered that. yeah, yeah. But he's he, a triple a he's a triple a champion here yeah, dude what i'm getting at is he's not a mainstream name 
yeah. obviously. And we we know a lot, but we still know nothing. And he puts him on there, and now that guy's famous. <laughs> From I, mean, I, I agree saying. with Conrad. Like you don't know nobody until you see him. Yeah, exactly and true. If anybody exactly. watched that match, like, well, I don't know who this is, so I'm gonna hate it. You're fucking yeah. not a fan. Like you're just not a fan. You know, like nobody hates wrestling more than wrestling fans is a joke, <laughs> and sometimes that's fucking real because. If you watch that match with him and Omega, like bitter as fuck, because you didn't know who it was, you're oh, missing out on how such fucking a good great match, it was. Man. You know, that is great. so stupid oh. to me. Like, well, I don't know this guy, so they said the same when Mancer uh, took on Moxley. Y'all remember that? Who's this no name guy taking on Mox? Like, fucking. There's a reason they're there. Like, there's a reason they're there. Tony Khan's not drawing names out of a fucking hat. Like, there's a reason they're there. You know, I, I just don't know it. that my wife and I did mansplaining. People don't know that. It's <laughs> on the ad free network. Right? <laughs> this is right after that, uh, the Ric Flair's last match pay per view yeah. where he won the boot. You know, what I'm getting, yeah, what I'm getting at is, uh, good for Tony Khan. Yeah. Taking chances, man. Take chances with great talent. People say he dirt sheet books and like, oh, the fan matches and not no story. But I'm kind of glad that he, like, at least he gives people the opportunity to be on his TV. He's had, what, NWA on there? Ring of Honor, obviously, he bought it. He's had all these uh, different promotions Impact. on there. Actually, Bro. Dan Ball's been on there, like, a bunch of times. I mean, he'll, Rosa. he'll take chances and have people on there. There's, and I like that about it. Putting Thunder Rosa on there is similar. It's similar. Thunder Rosa, I, yeah. I, you know, she, she was – She had the title. Not, she had, didn't she have the NWA women's title? She had the NWA NWA and she beat, beat Britt Baker when Britt Baker was huge, and Thunder Rosa wasn't even part of AW. <laughs> He's got like, balls, like, man. And like we were saying to AJ, it, it raises all, you know, like that type of stuff, cross promotion, everything raises everybody. Yeah. GCW right. New South do shit together all the time. You think they do that to fucking like kill the business? I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? I, I wanna I wanna see Kanosuke Takeshita get a damn good push because that dude is amazing. That's true. I mean, he he's legit. One of the best wrestlers on AEW, and the fact that he brought Tanahashi to Ring of Honor, and then like I said, Shibata. I mean, it, it dude, and that's how you get that's how you get people known, bringing them from Japan or wherever they're from, putting them on mainstream TV. That's how you get these people widely known. Shibata, oh, oh, Okada, you know, Okada made the appearance before Forbidden Door. Don't remember people bitching about that. Yeah, oh, but oh, somebody else makes an appearance. Let's just lose our damn minds. Like, it's stupid. Like, it's AR Fox, Bike Christian, and Metal League versus the Embassy. AR Fox is, is probably one of the best top five wrestlers in the world. And he's just now getting a chance to show what he can do on TV. I mean, he's, he's legit. Just he's innovative. He's a damn good coach. I mean, just, I, I'd love to be in the ring with him because he's amazing. But just that whole Ring of Honor card, it was just amazing. So if y'all got, you know, if you can carve out two or three hours to watch it, uh, I definitely would. I'll make the time. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. That was awesome, man. You got us talking for sure. No, I just couldn't pick one, yeah. man, because March and April is just so much wrestling. There is a lot, man. It really is. Oh. Maybe we should make it more than once a month we do this then. <laughs> it's not a bad segment to do from an ingrid well, performer. Hey, when, the, when there's good shit, you know, that's what, whenever there's good shit, throw it in there, you know? Uh, back to you, James. I'm down. Well, uh, 
All Fuck right. Devin. Well, now we're down to, uh, you know, uh, Devin's time. So, uh, Devin, what are the kids watching? And hey, Devin, while you do your demographic, I'm going to go take a piss. So, Devin, take it away. Fucking son of a bitch ass motherfucker ass shit. Well, let's drink a Nitro Pepsi. My demographic is last tomorrow night. The NWA 312 already has. Well, here's the, here's the thing. No, no. no oh, I went to Dynamite. Dynamite was FDR won the belts and it was amazing. Because I did. I was laying in bed. I went to Woodstock. I see Santa Guevara. Come in. I've got to go to sleep. And when FTR won, I popped. I popped a big laying in bed. Yeah, this son of a bitch is at Dynamite. Came and be on the damn show. The, I love that he said with the guest he booked, and he's the NWA fan. What a fucking ass! But that being said, I'm gonna go piss. James, how about he said he was going to breakfast and it was like 11:30, and he hadn't left <laughs> yeah. yet. I'm like, okay, you're not gonna be on the show. Hey, shout out to Erica for totally. This is an Erica thing. She kept him. I'll put my face back. I'm not mad at Erica. I'm out of Devin. That fro wrong. She kept him from us. With that guy, like, yeah, but he's Mr. NWA. What a fucking uh, whatever. So in the meantime, yeah. James, you go ahead and take a piss. I'll yeah, this is this is Eric. Erica was like, hey, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do this, and you know, subconsciously, she wanted him to miss this episode. You know, she did. But yeah, Peter. So now uh, everybody's seat. hungry. Mike, what's on the minute this meet? So why did you want to miss Mike's meet? Fuck you, oh, dude. You what do you want let's, from me? Let's do it. Actually, you know what? I'm going to make this easy this week. This week, I'm going to say, call Pizza Hut. Order a pizza. Get you some wings. Get you a couple of sides. Sit down and spend time with the family. With that note, I'm going to take that Mike's Me Minute and steal a little bit from uh, Road Dogs podcast in a thankful minute. And as some of y'all know, I had a rough week this past week. And I just want to take this time to thank everybody, all y'all listeners, you know, all you ad free show people, you three, Devin, you know, thank you for being there. Y'all been out there. Y'all been supportive of me. And I just want to say thank you. It really means a lot. You know, all the private messages and everything. It helped me. And to you three today, I know Devin couldn't be here. He would if he could. This right here today has helped me out a lot. This right here, I needed this. I really did. I was talking to Brad earlier. Wasn't for sure if I could do it. You know, I really needed this. And thank you. I love y'all. You know, you guys are like family to me. You guys are my brothers. Y'all kick out crew, ad free show family. You guys are my family. And I just want to say thank you. What we're here for, brother. Hey, man, you know, you got it too, bro. You've had a week, man. You've had a week. I don't know what else to say. It's going to take time. That's, you know, it's just going to take a little time and then keep on the right path and do what you need to do. And it's just going to. It's, it's always going to be, you know, it's just going to take a little time. Like, you can't erase it. It's just going to, you just got to. Yeah, you know. away. But, you know, I yeah. have you guys here as family helping me get through everything. So. And this is therapeutic, ain't it, Mike? 
It is. This is very therapeutic. You know, I know, man. I know. I always... it's, been, it's been a hell of a week, you know, not just the day it's happened. It's, you know, like I said, it was a thing at work. It's been dealing with these people, interview with these people, you know, meetings with these people, meetings with these people, and time, time, time over, you know? So it's been hard, but I've had everybody here, everybody on ad free shows and everything that's been right there for me. I just want to say thank you. Welcome, my friend. I know you've talked about it a lot and obviously all that stuff. Why I wasn't really going to even broach it. But, uh, you know, like, I always make sure to put in our description of our uh, episodes, sit back, relax, ease your mind, or take a break from life, or, you know, whatever. Fucking uh, AJ said it earlier. I, you know, obviously reiterated it. But that's a, we need sometimes that just, like, we need a moment to not worry about everything. You know what I mean? And I think wrestling provides that. I think a lot of uh, things that are entertaining maybe take your mind off a bunch of stuff. Like the way you put it, you know, like, it really is like that's the truth behind it all. Yes, this and is you like, know that's you know one thing you know like you know like with Beth, you know, she knew I needed this. So these you know two hours or three hours, depending on who we have on for our guest, you know she. <laughs> good, right? Two hours was good. <laughs> <laughs> but she knows this right here. You guys, you know the kickout crew is my escape from everything. I let everything go, whether it's good week, bad week, whatever it is, this is my escape and this is my time. And so, you know, I give her all the credit. She knows she makes sure she takes care of the kids and everything else. I want to thank her too for doing stuff like that. And even for tonight, you know, this is my escape. Wrestling is my escape, but talking to you guys, talking to our fans and doing this, it just it cuts life out and I can just enjoy the moment. And that's what I love doing. And I love y'all. So like I said, once again, thank you. Real life is always going to be there, man. So that's why we just provide that escape, you know, Mm -hmm. real life is a real life. Ain't going nowhere, but you know, why not uh, just take a break, enjoy some shit, focus on, Focus on the good and like everything and then give yourself a time to like drop the weight a little bit where it's just not weighing you down, you know, all the time. But yeah, like for sure. That's what I think from the p feedback I've heard and all that stuff. I think that's what uh, it provides it for me for sure. I'm not going to speak for everyone here. I would assume it provides a lot of uh, escape and just like that's what it's about, man. You know, come together, camaraderie and just everything else can fuck off for a second and let's just focus on this and have a good time erase the, you know everything because they'll be there waiting on you <laughs> for no sure no they'll, they're there they ain't going nowhere so just a little break and i think it's a therapeutic and it's what a lot of us need sure i'm no. glad you were here tonight <clears throat> didn't know thank you well, you're <laughs> didn't really not even i'm not broaching it because like i said it's an escape you deal with that shit you know, like you're you're dealing with that, so I wasn't even going to touch it because yep. you've heard and it. This enough. right here, help. It's been it's been a pleasure. So thank you. But fuck you, Devin. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Choose that. We probably could have dribbled in a guest too. That's how bad Devin fucked this up. 
Is your Easter egg? Speaking <laughs> of <the> eggs. <laughs> All right. So, James. What did did I? You got a recipe? He already did it. Yeah, I, I did you it. I said, motherfuckers. I, I wanted to piss I said, call, Devin's demographic. I said, I said, call pizza. Order a pizza, order some sides, and sit down with the family and have a good. Ah, uh, that's right. Yeah, you were here. Hey, some of my uh, some of my favorite times, and uh, shout out to my dad, but some of my favorite times were as a kid, you know, parents were divorced, obviously, we do weekends. Go to dad's, get some pizzas, you get the little white, uh, the plastic things, uh, you know, like you act like they're a table, <laughs> you know, little yeah. white deals in the pizza box, the plastic things, you know, me and my sister playing, like we'd be uh, building shit with dominoes or, you know, just like playing with toys and stuff, kicking mm-hmm. it with dad, watch the TV, you know, sometimes wrestling, and, you know, like it's, yeah, it's all about, that's what it's all about, man, real shit. That's true. And? As we reflect on, <laughs> as we reflect on things, we definitely know uh, next week. Depending how you view it, is it one year or would the next one be? I don't really know. 50, but it will be. <laughs> it'll be episode fifty-two. That basically marks one year of this. Yeah. And Who would have thought? Who would have thought? I'm gonna save a lot of. A lot of my sentiments for uh, you know next week is uh, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> yeah, we we really planned on being having a big plan, and yeah. then of course life gets in the way of that. So we don't know yet, and we're actually not recording till the following Sunday. So we have about ten days before we have to worry about it. And well, if for you have, well, week, if you have any ideas, it'll be ah fuck it. You have any uh, ideas? Know. <laughs> All I know is this: it's going to be an excellent show. It and it's be. gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm doing it for y'all because you know what? One year. Yeah, thanks, Devin. I speak with a lot of heart and emotion, and uh, there's a lot of things that mean a lot to me. And obviously, I don't wear my I wear my shit on my sleeve. I don't sugarcoat or hide how I feel about something. And there's a lot of I've been thinking about it, a couple things I want to say next week. So really can't wait to. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, you know, Adam, Devin, Mike, Brad, even our, uh, you know, long lost compadre, Rosie, you know, life gets in the way, everything happens, but then I can't begin to describe uh, what this past year has been. And hopefully I'll be able to convey it next week. And I'm just going to leave that little, uh, you know, tease because we're not there yet. I hope everybody enjoyed well, I hope everybody enjoyed mine and Ben's uh, April Fool's joke. Oh, fuck. Ooh, that was a good one, too. Uh, an April Fool's Day payoff, James. Yeah, no. There it was for you. Boy. <laughs> I think that hey, was a happy And it even accident. got us on the show. <laughs> Let me tell you. There's a, yeah, it got a lot of us on the show. I'll tell you that much. The rib, the rib is all over. <laughs> Never believed a word of it. No matter what you said there, Adam. Uh-huh. Freaking jokes. You don't get mad at anything. <laughs> you literally yeah, don't dude. get mad at anything. I get mad at my cousin and his dumbass girlfriend. I got Alex. That is true. Got- By, hey, Adam has got uh, you know twice. <laughs> There's two episodes in the archives. You can I hear get that. mad at my cousin and <laughs> his dumbass girlfriend. Oh, that's true. She's that on the couch room. right there. That couch right there. Right there. <laughs> 
I got Alice and propaganda on one, I and then the Amy next episode she's me. on the roof. <laughs> they were worried. I got we got Megan talking to to James about how immature you are. Like seriously, man. You had everybody going. I'm like, guys, just let this play out, please. Because this is too stupid to be real. I'm just thinking that to myself. <laughs> there was a lot. I'm telling you, when I got that screenshot, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was I was uh, half, I was about seven shades of pissed when I got that screenshot. And I was like, well, not, not the fact that the screenshot, but the replies I was getting about the screenshot. And it turned into and something like, else, too. This is like, not could, good. This, and then I'm just like, yeah, hey, you know. But, but. Anyway, great job, Adam. And I, and I didn't, and then after you guys did the April Fool's thing and said it, I'm like, why is there 24 minutes left in this freaking video? <laughs> what else are you guys going to talk about? Then it was like a joke off. I'm like, oh, this is tremendous. <laughs> anyway, uh, as you yeah, always bravo. do. Bravo. And it started as a. I like how this whole like your show thing like started as kind of a joke, and then uh, you know who's the host and who's what's this and it was your show, your show, your show, and then it kind of just took a life of its own, and now it really is like everybody's show, like it oh, really no is, like y'all listening and on the video version, uh, we're not joking when we say it's your show, like a lot of it runs through the fans. We can blab to each other all the damn day, <laughs> you know that really doesn't matter, but. uh we love the feedback. We love our friends and guests. We love having guests. Like we, uh, it's just a lot of. It's your show. Like we're just, we're just people. You know what I'm saying? It's your show. Like you know, when you're on the show, when you're tweeting the show, when you're texting us, Discord. We do have a Discord channel. Like all that stuff. It's it's your show. Like we love that interaction stuff with our fans because uh, y'all are friends. <laughs> you know? Hey. I like to hear when you hate the show. Uh, it's yeah. show. When we fuck you, something, you up, gotta like... listen to hate it. You gotta listen to hate it. So if you hate it, you're listening. Exactly. Yeah, you're sure. Sure. Always said half the people listening to love them, half the people love listening because they hate them. Hey man, and yeah, I'm, I'm glad right. for all of our 50 viewers. You know what I'm saying? And I uh, hope yeah, we can grow that. Exactly. Shout out to that troll. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> and, oh, man. And you know, while we're thinking, people. Let's thank Ben for putting a good little Facebook page for all of us to put our podcast on. Yeah, because that's what we do. A we are there to share our fan. It's a, a community, community group. Page. You know what I'm saying? This page is not endorsed by that's every why show. it's there. <laughs> thank you, not Ben. Endorsed by every shows, but definitely got some coach. feedback from a, <laughs> a certain person who may be a guest, but definitely got some feedback on uh, you know that. Right. Shout out to uh, Zipro Codes. <laughs> right? Okay, I thought you had it right for a minute. I thought you had it right <laughs> for a minute. I had to think about it. Anyway, James, I think we've rambled on. I enough. wish we'd. Uh, I wish we'd fuck up everybody's yeah. shit. Like, yeah, shout out to Water Dave. They're doing good stuff there. <laughs> you know. Shout out to uh, podcast free filters. You know, like all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, but we do, and that's another thing. We do have a lot of friends who do a podcast, and it's a lot of like I don't know, man. And we do we it can, for fun. We know we can we're not go on and on and on. About we all have this jobs. We have jobs. Week, you know. Yep. Shout out to all the friends. That's it. All right, and James. TJ, yeah. TJ Stevens. I know you're not listening, but <laughs> shout out, bro. <laughs> yeah, I like TJ much. He's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. Not talking shit on Dave or Timmy or. 
every other motherfucker that we know that has a podcast. But uh, yeah, good people. And uh, and with that, James, we have. So yeah, episode fifty two is gonna be fun on your show. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You know why we don't? Hey, this is another thing I want to give to our fans. If you have ideas for us, fucking send them. <laughs> There's a reason I say like, send your recipes, send your matches, send your ideas, because it'd be awesome if uh, you know what you want to hear on your show. So uh, we're always uh, open, welcome, and receptive. Uh, so do y'all want to plug your own shit, or you want me to just do the? Yeah, I like when you do it, man. Yeah, you go ahead and do it. Well, if you want to figure out what the people are watching, granted, this asshole's not even on the show today, but if you want to figure out what he's uh, watching or whatever that seems to be pop culture relevant or prevalent or whatever fucking pay-per-view comes out, because he does that most of the time, you can reach him at DevinD19. That is Devin. You can reach him. Uh, glad you can see him on the episode today so you know what he looks like. Glad he recruited our guest today with all the emails and stuff. It was my fun. Idea. But yeah, that is Devin D19 for Devin's demographic. If Please. is there something that just grinds your motherfucking gears, you know what I mean? And just something like uh pieces of everyday life, like a little bit of Seinfeld, a little bit of curb, and a little bit of real, you know? Well, Brad sure can relate to it because that's some rain stain type shit right there. And Lord knows life don't, you know, life is always full of surprises. <laughs> There's always something going on. If you uh, if you want to talk like an in-ring performer, well, hell, we have one of those. If there's a bonus interview that you just can't get enough of, or if there's an interview that you would like to see maybe Adam pursue, I mean, my goodness, that is Adam from Bama. You know it. I know it. If there's some jokes that are funny, well, why don't you show it? To Adam underscore from underscore Bama. Uh, he's doing yeah. great too with interviews, bonus episodes, all kinds of shit like that. Killing it. And, uh, you know, around the, uh, he'll be around around a couple of these shows here too. Well, there, wherever. You know what I'm saying. But what better way to watch wrestling? It was some food. You know, you got Mike's Meat Minute. What better way to do a couple watch-longs on your show? That's right. You know, we do bonus uh, watch-longs on your show. You just got to get up, Mike, and we'll work something out. Will the whole crew jump on there? You never fucking know, because damn near everybody did the last time. You know, sans me, I guess. But, yeah, uh, there's a lot of fun on those watch-longs. It's a little more laid-back, a little more uh, – I mean, I don't know how you can be more laid-back than this, <laughs> but, you know – Mike is there with Mike's Me Minute with some food for your wrestling fun. Mike's there with bonus episodes of Watch Long for your wrestling fun. And how do you get a hold of him? Well, that is Whitaker1028 on Twitter. Hit him up, spread some ideas, and, uh, you know, if you want to do a Watch Long and a uh, match, he'll more than likely do it because, hey, why not? It's your show, right? Boom. And uh, that being said, I am uh, uh, James L. Corai. The worst part of the show is me talking about me. But, uh, you know, I'm James Elcori, and uh, we are the Kickout Crew. You can reach us on uh, Twitter, at Kickout Crew. You can email shows, suggestions, or whatever you want to just chat. KickoutCrewPod at gmail.com. You uh, can follow us on the TikTok and the Instagram, Kickout Crew something, I'm assuming. And uh, 
you know, when life gets you down and you run out of breath trying to shill every damn thing for about a minute and a half, you know, you kind of, you kind of feel a little uh, like the pressure, like, you know, like seeing things are pushing down on you. Like things are just like, sometimes they may seem unbearable, but you know what? They're really not unbearable because although things are pinning you down, you're the one that kicks out it too. They don't have the power. They just pin you. You're the one that makes a decision to kick out, not them, you. So when life pushes you down and everything feels like it's weighing down, well, just find that power within yourself. Throw that shoulder, baby. Kick out it too. Because when life gets you down, you just kick out it too. That's what you do. That's what we do. And that's what we all do. You know why? Because it's your show, The Kickout Crew. Want to thank AJ uh, for being on. Want to thank Devin for not. And, uh, you know, wanna, can't wait to see everybody for next week. And uh, you know what? Have a fucking kick-ass week. Because you know why? One year. And uh, I guess that's it. So we'll see you next time.